0: I think uh, bodybuilding is a lot like coming. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Sincast,
1: presented by CinemaSins.
0: This episode of Sincast is brought to you by Booby. Curated online cinema streaming exceptional films from around the globe. Each day, Moobie introduces a new gem and you have one month to watch it. From cult classics to acclaimed masterpieces, every film is hand-selected by experts. Go to Moobie.com/slash CinemaSins for your special offer. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hello. Yes. That was, that was nice. That was epic. <laughs> and from Music Video Sins, Barrett shared it. Hello. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that was not epic. That was, that was the opposite of epic. Uh, but uh, we're going to go back to space. <laughs> space. <laughs> space! Yes. Space. The final
2: frontier. Space, says the introduction to the Hitchhiker's Guide, is
3: big. Really big. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do
0: that. Just as uh, I think we want to go to space. Jake Gyllenhaal. what is that line in October sky? Oh boy. I think I want to go to space some crap maybe i think, he, not him. I
2: think it, he gets in the taxi and shuts the door and says now take me to jail
0: oh yeah that's right oh, that's it, right that's good fellas that's what happens that's what <laughs> happens. uh last time we were uh, doing this we were doing the uh um basically the big franchises and everything now we're gonna get into stuff that will never be a franchise like avatar yeah right. I know, right?
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the only reason you can call this a space movie really is because it's like on another planet and they have to use space to get there right yeah. now we'll see
1: what the sequels do but isn't all of avatar on this one planet uh it's on pandora and it goes well where are they transporting from is that also on pandora like the
0: control center no nah, i don't think so i think they're in space when they're in happens. space and then they transport. So. They, they it's have been their forever avatar, since, right? I, it's been since 2009 since i watched this movie but i think they're in space i think they're on the ship okay and then they put sam worthington in the thing and then he goes to the planet yeah the yeah. thing and the thing and then right. Papa dragon Right. Papa Dragon. <laughs> Papa Dragon. I
2: I mean I both understand why this was a global phenomenon
0: and I do not understand why this was a global phenomenon. Oh, I certainly don't. I watched the movie twice. I watched it in two D first, and then I watched it in three D mm-hmm. just to see okay, if I am I missing something by not watching it in three D and I was like, eh, there's some cool things in three D, but nothing that made me really love that movie. There were people who were getting depressed because they couldn't go to Pandora when yeah. this movie came out. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. really
1: understand that part of it. Like, why, how, pe- Like, How? You understand how people connected really, really hard to Titanic mm-hmm. because you've got attractive magnetic leads, you've got an epic love story, you've got a tragic accident, you've got a tragic ending, you've got a great score... You understand that right and i i was part of that like i really loved it i wasn't one of those that saw it five times in the theaters although i do know several people that did but with avatar you you don't get much more realistic than what cameron did mm-hmm. with the characters the the cg is objectively dynamite but like it was it was fake
0: enough for me that i, it, I just couldn't emotionally connect to that's it. the problem i i i relate to the world of Dark Crystal more than I re- relate to this. Yeah. Yeah, because it's so synthetic. Like, you, you just can't... I don't care how much money you've got.
1: I don't care how great your, your 3D and your CG is. I, I'm gonna... I I can't... If it's not practical, if it's not touchy-feely, I can't get into There's it. There's
0: something about making something, like, overly colorful, like the Phantom Menace did when back in the day. Something just overly colorful with all these primaries going through, yeah. and you're just like, man, I just... It, there's it's it's kind of like the matrix right where they built six different ones and like each one failed for certain reasons and they they made one where everybody was happy and yeah. that didn't work because because there's something fundamentally wrong right <laughs> i'm sorry if you
1: explain those you have to do it in a very monotone voice and say a lot of latin words like ipso facto like yeah. like that like yeah
0: exactly you do the do the will ferrell thing <laughs> when i the try thing ever. <laughs> and explain
2: the popularity of avatar i i always comes down to the tail fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> yep that's right there's something i'm joking but i'm also not <laughs> mm-hmm. there's something there is a five percent ten percent sexual element this is part of what what people glommed on to was the 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 "Quote unquote wholesome, wholesome ethics of the movie, the mm-hmm. the dances with wolves, if you will. Um, some of his cosplay, uh, being able to pretend to be something else, mm-hmm. I mean, they like basically formed a religion in some places out mm-hmm. of this Navi bullshit. People were getting like face tattoos to look Navi. I think there's a sexual element there with mm. the. With the being somebody else and mm-hmm. put my tail up to your but tail, that, <laughs> that, you know, and of
0: course that also translates into uh, they're putting their tail into other stuff and yeah. making it go. Yeah, like hey, am I my magic horsey? I got I got to fuck its tail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd <Like, laughs> right. always
1: like to have sex with you, John Spartan. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I it's it's one of those movies. I don't think I will ever get why it was so popular, but other people out there do. But they, ha- okay, hasn't he missed? his
2: chance like he's planning four more of these
0: yeah if he was gonna
2: do four more of them shouldn't he have come out with the second one like three years after the first like i think the iron is cold as fuck now yes and the mcu has come along Mm -hmm. and people's idea of what they want in a big spectacle movie is completely different than what it was
0: when this movie came. the answer is always yes when it comes to this type of stuff Avatar may have been a huge 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 hit that's still way up there it's still number one it, it won't be much longer but it's number one worldwide mm. i believe and it's number two domestic i mm. think somewhere around there but uh but uh yeah i think anytime a movie is huge and then you wait 10 years then people have, are over it yeah and it's going to be what they they said that it's coming out in 2022 right so it'll be 13 well years it was, to was that supposed point. to be uh what 2015 yeah yeah <laughs> exactly yeah uh, and even that would have been too long <laughs> yeah well even 2015 is right there on the border uh but now it's now he's saying 2022 and and is it is it any doubt at this point that james cameron's more of a perfectionist than kubrick was oh boy i don't know yeah i guess so yeah i mean i i think kubrick is a better director obviously oh. but like but cameron's a more more perfectionist i think he. cameron oh, sure. especially just, when it comes to
1: gadgets
2: yeah well that's what i'm saying i think he's mo- more of an inventor than a filmmaker anymore and he's just inventing gadgets that have to do with film when it comes to the avatar sequels. Mm-hmm. whereas back when he was making terminator terminator 2 aliens i think he was a filmmaker who liked to invent techniques and new gear and whatnot and i think he's gotten a little obsessed maybe with the i'm inventing mostly he must be because Mm, i mean well
1: just like kubrick if you to continue that like he's taking longer and longer and longer and longer in between movies
0: right Mm -hmm. you got terminator and terminator 2 it was um it was well okay so three years to titanic from true lies and then it was 12 years from Mm -hmm. titanic to avatar yeah and now it's 10 from that last one and it will be 13 if he gets to 2022 yeah and you know he may have to get to a point where he gives this to somebody else to direct if he's and and he's just doing these gadget things that you're talking about didn't they use some of his
1: gadget for alita battle angel yeah Yeah. he was a a a producer producer he was a producer and so maybe he could do something like that like get a robert rodriguez or somebody to to take over yeah i have a feeling
0: he's gonna have to he's 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 getting to that point where by 2022 he should be about 70 mm. oh yeah mm. i think he's he's gonna be somewhere around there at that point point. and if he keeps on like having to be the perfect movie every time then he he won't be able to finish it yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um but uh yeah anyway I, I i it would be it would be um it would be wrong to undersell the possibility of that sequel being a huge hit mm. i i don't think it i mean i don't think it would be as big as it would have been but it still is going to be huge right. when they come out with it uh then after this we have uh oh right on the same spectrum the adventures of pluto nash (laughs) oh well i'm proud to
2: say i never saw this movie oh really and uh looked like a turd from day
0: one yeah there was a period of time where eddie murphy had had the comeback with nutty professor and everything he did after that was sort of just either trying to be a kid's movie and trying to get that same magic so he did haunted mansion where he did well, he also did stuff like Holy Man, yeah. and just a lot of really forgettable movies right after that Nutty Professor mm-hmm. comeback. Um, and uh, and this is one I, I don't know if, I don't think he even saw this. Oh, really? Yeah. I, and remember the previews coming out, and I was like, no, no, they bet
1: big on this. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Warner Brothers, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Warner Brothers. And uh, I forget what the the budget was. Oh, it the was, budget was hundred million. Yeah, I was about to say it was huge. And it grossed seven point one. Oh my god! Like th- this is up there was, with like Heaven's Gate as yeah. like the biggest flop. Oh, yeah.
0: Was Rosario Dawson in this? Uh,
1: yes, it was Rosario Dawson yeah. and Randy Quaid. Talk about a guy who's gone way sideways is Randy Quaid. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think he was riding so high because all those movies that you mentioned were were big box office successes right
0: like uh like uh the nutty professor and all nutty that professor stuff. was yeah everything after that no haunted mansion didn't do what they expected it to mm. do holy man was not it was not at all i think he also had metro in there at one point that oh wow. with michael
2: Rappaport, yeah
0: michael Rappaport, <laughs> and uh Met- metro might have come out no, I think it did come out after Nutty Professor. Oh yeah. Uh, and then there were a ton of others in there. I mean, Norbit came out in 2006.
1: Yeah, so that was after this. Yeah, um, Bowfinger
0: was back in that era. Yeah, Bowfinger was. Yeah, it was definitely. That might be the only good movie he yeah. made in that whole thing. Yeah. And it, even that wasn't a hit. Right. No. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is this is a big pile of shit. I watched it out of Morbid Curiosity mm-hmm. much later after it came out, just to see like you know they they sunk this much money into it. Eddie Murphy's a funny guy. He's playing like a, like a con man basically. And we've seen that turn out well. And like the distinguished gentleman and stuff like that. And it was bad. It's, it's set on the moon and like, he's trying to open like a, like a, like a whore, whore bed, like a, like a, nightclub a nightclub for whores a a whore bed whore none (laughs) new york's hottest club (laughs) anyway it looked like it had had potential but man it's awful
0: looking at uh, eddie murphy here okay so metro came after the first movie he came out with after nutty professor then he was a big voice guy he was in mulan he was the dragon in that dr doolittle did very well that was a huge hit that's true uh holy man not did not do well life did not do well oh yeah uh bowfinger came out the same year then he had Nuddy professor 2 which didn't do well at all i think it did okay but it wasn't nearly what the the original did maybe or it could be one of those weird ones where the original did okay and this one still did more but not oh yeah but not a big hit i can't remember which one it did then shrek obviously uh dr doolittle 2 i think may have been a decent hit Mm. uh but then he's got showtime that didn't do anything the adventures of pluto nash i spy i spy on wilson uh wow Wow. daddy daycare did okay yeah uh the haunted mansion i would i would actually like to see the uh uh the the grosses on these because some of these are are going to be like middling hits and others are going to be complete tank jobs mm. but uh but then yeah you have dream girls and then norbert yeah, my girlfriend nothing. and i broke up in college because i wouldn't give her a tank job mm, mm-hmm. yeah i know <laughs> was she a what job was she a tank was she a tank girl <laughs> um then we have airplane 2, the sequel this uh movie got <laughs> this movie got made without the zucker brothers i think they may they, they may have like a producer credit or something i on think that. so yeah but the but it wasn't them they didn't write it they didn't direct it uh and and yes they go into space it's in the future so there's a lot of these jokes like there's a poster in the background that says rocky 38 and it has has like you know the same it's the same rocky 3 poster but it's got 38 uh but yeah they're in a space shuttle they got a william shatner's in this there's a star trek sort of uh spoof to it Mm -hmm. and everything but uh this movie isn't bad it's not it's 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 got perfectly fine jokes in it it's nowhere near the original hell no you can tell that the zuckers aren't really involved with this yeah uh but this came out i think the year after yeah well it was uh yeah
1: 82
0: uh so uh two years after. two years after. um but uh but yeah it it, it's it's perfectly fine it's got it's got jokes in it that are that are good and there's others where you're like yeah you're trying too hard (laughs) you you saw the first movie and you thought this is what your joke was but it's not uh but uh yeah to perfectly fine yeah it's fine uh then we have barbarella yeah baby there are two versions of this uh one is the one that's got all the sex and nudity in it (laughs) and then then there's one that they cut down uh to like basically a pg really i didn't realize that yeah i don't know what i know that they're they've been playing the shit out of barbarella lately oh i think i've seen it too yeah i I haven't clicked on it but i but jane fonda's in it Yep. and uh yeah um i i don't know if i've ever seen this movie start to finish but i've seen a lot of parts of it yeah and it's 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 your typical like really outdated 1960s sci-fi yep
1: it is <laughs> it is i'll tell you what though jane fonda was adorable oh my god she's so beautiful um and actually i read there's a the hollywood reporter put out like this uh female comics uh round table with like maya rudolph and the fleabag woman phoebe waller cates um phoebe waller- <laughs> <laughs> phoebe waller bridges right uh-huh. um and uh, <laughs> tiffany haddish and like, yeah. people like that uh alex borstein and jane fonda and uh she was you know they were talking about like nudity and like what what Guys could get away with asking for and things like that, and she was like, "You know what? Yeah, you know, when when I was doing Barbarella, I had the looks to do it, and I'm glad I did. You know, mm. at that point, and uh, yeah, I mean, she she. Carries this film basically. I mean, Marcel Marceau is in this, and like a few other people that you would recognize.
0: Yeah, there's also a character name in here, isn't it? Uh, Duran Duran. durand Duran. Yeah, yes. which yes, so that's where the <laughs> band got their I name. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. It's it is. For, it's for. I think it's for fact that they got their their that's name hilarious. from this, but they thought it was Duran Durand-Duran, Duran, not Duran to Duran, <laughs> because it's, they don't really pronounce that D right in yeah, the yeah, yeah. in the in the movie, but. Uh, Uh, i saw a movie that that might have i don't know if it was making fun of this we're not making fun but uh but it feels like it's it it was sort of in the same era but that that movie cq with uh jeremy davies um uh he's a Mm -hmm. he's a would-be movie director um and uh he's uh he's i don't know if he's the direct he's don't know if he's the director of this movie that they're shooting they're shooting a movie in the movie and and it shows like how he's obsessed with being a director and everything but it's got the movie that they're shooting is like this female james bond type of type of thing in space Mm -hmm. uh but uh it was directed by, I believe, Roman Coppola, one of the Coppolas. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh wow, I didn't realize he had done much as yeah. far as directing, at least.
0: Yeah, it's some. It's one of the Coppolas did hmm. did hmm. that, and uh, um, Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> yeah, uh, Schwartzman is in it. I think. Oh really? Schwartzman plays an asshole director guy that they want to get, want him to shoot the movie, but. Uh, but, uh, something happens to, him. Ah. uh, Ooh. but anyway, Ooh. uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, would we recommend Barbarella? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's a, it's uh, a, it's <laughs> Jeremy's giving it's, the grunt
1: teeth. I would give like the same caveat as like Jason and the Argonauts or yeah. like, you know, uh the original what was this swords and sandals thing that was remade just oh, recently what clash of the titans clash of the titans yeah. things like that it's a time capsule movie jane fonda is worth watching this by by yourself mm. though uh,
0: yeah it's 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 i think it's fun to watch as a relic sure yeah uh, don't, don't go into expecting like avatar
3: <laughs> <laughs> um
0: two people in this uh room have seen the black hole i have not oh boy oh yeah oh man boy man. This is a this is a weird
1: movie, and it's a a Disney
2: movie. It is, man. And this was shown in my early childhood in my house more than Star Wars. Like this was
1: the sci-fi
2: film, and I think a lot of it had to do with that Disney name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, (laughs) that we'll have Disney's on this. But I mean, in terms of like fucked upness like this beats star wars hands down um (laughs) yeah man uh the ship is amazing i probably haven't seen it since i was seven years old Uh i really want to watch it again yeah um i bet you the effects are terrible
1: Um, i I watched a little bit of it in in prep just to remind myself of it they hold up a little bit better because i don't think they swung for the moon technically. Yeah. So I think they hold up a little better than they should.
2: All right. All right. I remember that robot, that little robot guy. I liked him.
1: Well, the well there was a bunch of oh well yeah, there was the helpful robot and yeah. then there were the faceless droids. Yeah, those guys are scary. Those guys were scary shit. And the most scary part of this movie is the end where he does he does a 2001 thing. Oh yeah. Where he goes through this black hole and it's this trippy psychedelic sequence where Maximilian Schell becomes one with his evil faceless drone guy and then he goes to hell and then he goes to heaven and it's a whole fucking thing
2: oh really yes (laughs) nightmare fuel six-year-old me like mom probably just was like hey watch this i'm gonna go you know in the other room and not pay attention to the scarring that's about to go down did you watch it multiple
1: times though? oh yeah a bunch of times i thought we
2: taped it off tv or something i don't know
1: yeah, Anthony Perkins is uh, one of the the scientist guys, or the uh,
2: mm-hmm, yeah Robert guys.
0: Forster's in it too,
1: mm-hmm, and
0: yeah. uh, Ernest Borgnine. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's it's uh I I'm curious to see if it holds up at all. <laughs> it came out
0: in 1979. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I for some reason every time somebody's brought this up because people my age bring up the black hole. I always thought it was like 1982, 83, yeah. somewhere yeah. around there. I
1: believe yes, this was the first Disney movie to ever get a PG rating. Really? Yes. Wow! <laughs> wow! And. They maybe should have gone up pg So that means it wouldn't be well, suitable for it wasn't advertisers yeah. on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Because
0: it's PG? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of movies that you watch before <laughs> 1984 that are like, this is PG, this is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, then we have Captain EO, and uh, yes, you could you only see this at Epcot?
1: MTV, uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, aired this a few times. Mm-hmm. It was a recut version of Mm -hmm. the one that they show at uh, Disney World. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I saw it when I was a little kid uh, at Disney World, and I do remember seeing it on MTV because I was in a big Michael Jackson phase at Mm -hmm. that point. It was 89 or something like that, right after uh, uh, Man in the Mirror and all that stuff Yeah, And so (laughs) I watched it, and I think I may have liked it at that point, but I also think I probably said,
0: This isn't very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot that it was at Disney World. I did, I, I, cause there was, I think there were back to back trips I took when I was a kid to Disney World and then to Epcot. And I have those completely confused in Mm. my head. Uh, i just remember epcot being boring as fuck for an eight-year-old yeah man it's oh. my jam now oh, but- fuck <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but when, I, when i was 14 i was like
2: boring land yeah.
1: <laughs> this is amazing so michael jackson is like the the leader of this ragtag group of bandits and shit like that mm-hmm. this was directed by francis ford coppola yep. written by george lucas yikes mm-hmm everything there's so many talented people in this fucking like involved with this project movie is not very good yeah
0: well it's it's probably exactly what we think it is like it was hey let's do this and then somebody was like okay and ran out of the room and wrote the script (laughs) and then and then and then they're like let's get this let's get this shot today and and it looks like it was shot in one day yeah cobble is on set
1: yeah. You know what's weird is that, like, Michael Jackson was in that, you know, the thriller video mini movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in, uh, you know, I mean, Smooth Criminal, I think, became, like, an expanded thing. And it looks like he's just not, a, and he's in this, and he's, it looks like he's a terrible actor. Mm-hmm. But, like, in, you watch The Wiz, like, he's really good in The Wiz. Mm. And he's
0: playing, like, a you know, a nuanced character. Okay. For a steer-crow. The the, uh, the smooth criminal thing you're talking about is Moonwalker. Moonwalker right? that's yeah. right. Uh but uh yeah, Captain Neo. I don't remember anything about it. I know Ooh. I saw it though Ooh. when yeah. I was a kid. I mean it's it's like you know,
1: Space Bandits trying to avoid getting captured by the government.
0: Okay. Yay. Uh this is such a great movie. Dark City. Ooh. Um well, I think we can spoil this. Yeah, it's it's been twenty years. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh but dark dark city yeah by the inclusion of it being in our space <laughs> episode we are spoiling it but uh but uh, this was uh this was the follow-up alex proyas had to the crow mm-hmm. and uh another guy who came up and just like he's he's making these movies that are like man he's hitting it out of the park and then what happened to him yeah it just he just kind of fell off the face of the earth i mean he's did i robot i think and mm-hmm. that was his biggest hit uh, but I don't think he's done anything really since. I mean, I'm sure if you go down his uh, filmography, you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. But yeah. you didn't know it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but Gods of Egypt is the last thing he did. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyway, the yeah, this is a, this is a great movie. It's got, uh, yeah, Rufus Sewell, Jennifer Connolly, William Hurt. Mm. Uh, and, uh, these, these people are being sort of that, they are they're being sent to sleep essentially while the the people who are really in charge the aliens or whatever are start rearranging things and everything so they cover up for murders and all sorts of stuff going on in the in the in the city and uh there's only one person who's not affected by it and it's rufus sewell who mm. would later be the go-to bad guy so it's kind of yeah. weird seeing him as the good guy in yeah. this movie uh but uh but like, uh, yeah, he he's he knows something's up, and he's and the the aliens or the people in charge or whatever know that he's he's uh, escaping all of this, and uh and so yeah, these creatures are obsessed with their, like they have a fear of water, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh <laughs> they always do as you do in your um, but you uh, a, a movie that's just very highly creative, well done. It's like a noir yeah. in space uh Kiefer sutherland's in it too looks beautiful and it's weird to say
1: because it literally is a dark city it's like night all the time mm-hmm. uh but it the the visuals are just awesome well
0: there's it. talk i think there's talk of like let's get outside of the city and they just never are able to get because the once they get to the border i can't remember what the the issue is with the border of the city it's a poster is it a poster yeah but, uh, but they're but they're almost truman show-esque yeah being uh, led away from that yeah they don't ever want to explore it and uh yeah then by the end of it you find out that yeah they're on this like freaking rock in the middle of space and everything's artificial it's and shit. trippy yeah
1: especially man. if you're, you're in a certain state of mind <laughs> yes yes
0: i don't know what you mean by that i don't either uh but uh yeah i think we've recommended i think we've recommended dark city before uh we've talked about it maybe once or twice but here again recommending it again yeah totally great movie uh, then there is John Carpenter's Dark Star. He did this in college, I believe. Yeah. Uh, the movie is, uh, is very, it's crazy. It's a crazy movie. Um, uh, and it's, it's almost, in, even though it came out well before airplane and all that, it's almost airplane esque in the It's not, it, the movie is not like gag a minute or anything, right? but there's just weird things in it about, they want to shoot this, that, they don't want to shoot this missile, but the missile is like, "Hey, you told me that I was going to, I was, you were going to, uh, you were going to launch me, and now I'm ready to launch. Now convince me that I shouldn't be launched." <laughs> and, and like, so they <laughs> go through this whole like, like uh, intellectual thing with the missile uh, and everything in this. Yeah, it's just th- it's like three guys who are up in space, and I can't remember. They're supposed to uh, the their purpose is to like bomb planets or something yeah i think so something something of that nature and there's a point where they're about to do it and they have everything set up and then something happens that says no we can't do this something it but the missiles already like, it, it like <laughs> yeah. it's like communicating to them like no you told me that i was going to blow up and this is what my purpose is such a, and,
1: a weird idea yeah
0: and, it, and i don't think that's the whole movie but it is a good a good portion of it is them trying to convince them almost what we'd later see in war games where they're trying to like you know uh convince the computer that the nuclear war is not the option yeah uh but uh i i recommend this because it's it is carpenter like this is this is as raw carpenter as you get uh and it's a fun movie yeah
1: you can watch this on youtube i uh I, i that's where i did watch it actually recently um I may have told this story before, but John Carpenter grew up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. just a little bit north of here, and that's where my dad grew up, basically went to high school and things like that, and went to Western Kentucky University, which is located there, and Carpenter also went to Western Kentucky Mm. before he transferred to USC, and he came back to screen dark star in like 74 75 or something like that and my dad was the primary av guy and he got to show it oh nice oh, yeah. yeah sweet so he's he's nice. met and had dinner with uh, john
0: Carpenter. yeah got to got to show a legends film before he was a legend did yeah he,
1: before halloween even he
0: splice out. in single frames of
3: penises
2: mm-hmm. all the time
1: mm-hmm. all oh, the yeah. time if i had a nickel for every story my dad told me about slicing in dongs splicing splicing not slicing dongs <laughs> splicing
0: dongs mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what's weird is that every projection booth is built with a reel of porn yep. just waiting yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. snip So snip. that you can just go in and put porn in cartoons? Yep. <laughs> it's very strange. Yep. It's funny in Fight Club. There's that shot
1: where he's he keeps saying and stressing that nobody notices
0: it right Mm -hmm. but then
1: it cuts to that little girl who starts crying
0: well he (laughs) says he says right after that she doesn't know what she saw but she saw it (laughs) (laughs) something to that something to that effect because because yeah uh it it, you can you can see the it's shot from the audience's perspective and you see the flash (laughs) and then like the like the mom is like did I really see that? <laughs> Nobody'd be stupid enough to do that, right? But the kid is like, "I don't know what I saw, but you know, I'm horrified.
1: <laughs> I ever tell you about my uh, old professor at Louisville he was a he was uh, one of those profilers. he was the Ron Holmes is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a criminal profiler and uh, had a weird sense of humor, and in his lecture hall, you'd never be able to get away with this today, I don't think mm-hmm. like probably a hundred student lecture hall. He would show slides of this these terrible crime scenes, and every once in a while he'd click the slide, and it would be a parrot sitting on top of an an erect penis. What? (laughs) And and he wouldn't say anything, but he would let it go for about ten seconds, and then he'd keep going. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs)
0: it was a smattering because everybody's like sitting there going what is this for and then like you hear the ripples of laughter (laughs) well especially when he goes just goes past it and never talks about it
3: Uh,
0: then we have a movie called dead space and it's two sequels and i've never seen this oh yeah roger
1: corman produced this it was uh 1991 so i did accidentally see this Mm. but yeah it was uh mark singer and brian cranston uh, were the the two main people that I remember. Um it's uh they're they're uh they're exploring Saturn. All right. And that's about it. I and don't know how they got two sequels. A deadly
0: out of it. virus attacks the crew of a Saturn space station. Yeah. As it does. Don't go to Saturn people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh then we have Dune, uh the oh, David boy. Lynch Dune. God. Yeah, oh boy
2: is right. I'm already building walls for when this Villeneuve movie comes out for all the people that tell me how I don't understand it. Like I just never, I never cared about Dune. I tried to read it, didn't like it. I tried to watch it, didn't like it. Everybody's all geeked out about Dune. Dune, Dune, it's the guy who did Blade Runner. is doing Dune, and I'm like, I don't care. Just make a different movie. You're not
1: looking forward to it? Not at all. Because you don't like the original story.
2: I just, well, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen or read any Dune that made sense to me uh, that I cared about.
1: It's just too. The book is because I never read the book. I saw the movie, and of course, there's this Lynchian spin on it basically to yeah. where it's it's, but it's almost inten- intentionally obfuscating.
0: It's a little it's it is but it isn't like The Lynch Dune mm-hmm. is got some weird stuff in it but it's not like Oh, it's not like twenty like wild at heart like or something no, no, like that. No. Uh but I saw this in theaters and in fact I know that one of our cold opens was let me spit on your face. Yeah. <laughs> That's in this uh the um but uh I yes yeah, all this is a 7-year-old kid. Um, oh, that's that's yeah, a rough movie. It um is. but uh since then I'm not sure if I've I've seen parts of it since then. And um I don't I don't it's just it's it's never really appealed to me much either. I've read the book too uh cuz I read that way back in college. Um but uh I've never been a big uh a big dune person either but Yeah.
1: I mean it, it seems like a straightforward story. What I meant by the typical Lynchian things that it It looks like it takes a straightforward story and makes it weird, right? Mm -hmm. And I I thought it was just the movie being intentional about that. But is the. Because. They're on the search for this spice stuff, right? That gives you superhuman mm-hmm. abilities and stuff like that. That's the currency for everything, right? Mm-hmm. As best I can recall. Yeah, yes.
0: the spice. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the big deal with that movie is the spice. That's, that's that movie's dry land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so,
1: but the the book itself is is kind of like that too. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I
0: mean, I, I mean, I've read the I read the book twenty four years ago, so I don't remember everything about it either, but but yeah it's the 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 main conflict is the spice i believe and then you know him riding the sandworms or whatever through Mm -hmm. there and you know it's one of those post-apocalyptic type of things or maybe john carter of mad max
1: yeah (laughs) pretty (laughs) much i mean i'm looking forward to what Villain of does with it. Because- Obviously,
2: I will, I will watch it because his work is visually stunning, yeah. and at least so far, all of it has been- I wasn't looking forward to Blade Runner 20- 2049 either, and I ended up liking that more yeah. than the original. And I like it more every time I see it. So I may end up like I just don't have that built-in excitement level. Like you go online and you see people's Twitter accounts saying "The Spice Must Flow," and I'm yeah. like, God, I don't even. How can you be like I don't? I don't, I don't connect. Know.
1: My cousin named his cat Spice after this. <laughs> really? Uh, are you sure it wasn't after sports <laughs> No, it was definitely. It out, just uh, from it Dune. just goes
0: to show if you have a if you have any any kind of science science fiction novel that takes off like that one did. I mean, you're gonna have. The nutballs for it, you know. Let's.
1: I can't wait until there's Abel's nutballs.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, they'll all
2: be naming their kids normal names. Yeah, (laughs) like Philip, (laughs) Philip, and Henry. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, Dune fans. Uh, I. I don't think any of us are like huge Dune fans in here, so we can't really give it do its justice or whatever. But I don't think the movie, the one that we currently have, is like in considered high regard. Although it got like a boost recently in the past few years as something better than it was back in the 80s when it I came out. I think so.
1: And then they had that whole documentary, the Jodorowskis do. Yeah. Came,
0: did you ever see that? Yeah, I see. I did, and that was. Uh, I did. Wait a minute. Did I see that? I never saw it. It looked really fascinating. I'm pretty. To me. I think I did. At least for. At least I know that it was that they that he had everything set up he even had uh, i think h.r giger doing yeah. uh, creature designs and everything this is before Alien. oh and, yeah and uh and uh he was they had uh, had all the sets and everything drawn up and everything and i i actually can't remember what happened to that production
1: i don't know but it's probably money I yeah i got submarined.
0: uh ender's game is the next one to talk about another uh huge sci-fi novel uh, getting its movie treatment considered unfilmable for the longest time because it was mostly narration. Uh, and then it finally came out, and uh, I kind—I love the book, mm-hmm. and I really like the movie. It's a good I liked, movie, right? I liked the movie a lot. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's got a couple of things I would do differently, but for the most part, it really works. And um, you know, i this is one of those mysteries to me, and I, I know that the author has since the books have been published, I guess has espoused some far-right views, mm-hmm. um, and that may have complicated mm-hmm. um, the being able to promote this film. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, Harrison Ford, Ben Kingsley, uh, you had Haley Steinfeld and Asa Betterfield, two of the hot up-and-coming young actors. Mm-hmm. It looks slick as hell. Like, well, they're up there in space doing simulation,
0: but it looks real, man. I don't, like... <laughs> Yeah, it could be one of those situations where i just i didn't see the movie in the theater and it was like a year or two after it came out and i watched it didn't have any expectations for it whatsoever and turned out to be fine by me and i read the book and the book is one of those like oh you know on the pedestal type of things and uh and uh i mean again i read this book also 24 years ago because i was in that class that wrote read those books but uh but like uh i had held the book in high regard and i still like the movie it could be that i had some some distance between it though too um is the book good all the way through oh or is you it just you the can end snap that really... through that in a day almost that's how good it
1: is so the end just punctuates how good it is yeah, yeah. because that ending is just killer yeah and, and the ending in the, the movie is the same as the book
0: right mm, yeah essentially yeah okay. i mean they're, and i'm not i'm not like the expert on the book or anything it seemed like it basically had the story that i read in it mm. and i know that i know that like i know that some people who you know who really know harry potter books are like yeah but you took out this and that and like the shit that doesn't fucking matter in yeah. a movie at all it's just like yeah that was kind of cool in the book but that's the reason why it's in the book and not in the yep. movie so there might be something in in that uh enders game that they didn't film that what that wasn't the same but really just felt like the same thing to me and it was the same ending and it was the same same everything except for maybe a couple of differences. yeah the one big
2: reveal is the same mm. okay
0: and i think that there might have been more training stuff yeah. in the book but that's that's it there's plenty like of training in the, movie, stuff. <laughs> in the movie, movie it does seem like they get to the to the big ending part too soon mm-hmm. for what they've done but <sighs> i'm gonna quibble over the fact that they didn't put two more training things yeah, in there yeah, you know yeah. uh so I, I really enjoyed ender's game i know that the, a lot of people didn't uh but uh whatever did uh, it get
1: middling reviews yeah it yeah. was not well reviewed really didn't, didn't yeah. make a ton of
2: money either yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. and i don't know if all that uh his con the orson scott card uh stuff came out around the movie but that couldn't have helped yeah. either uh, 6.6 on the amdb which is what dune is at in fact <laughs> um, interesting uh so I, I i think most people enjoy it mm. it's just it wasn't it wasn't considered slam dunk and i guess it's not a slam dunk movie yeah. but it's it's good yeah it is uh a movie that i saw forever ago but that you two know way more than i do event horizon <laughs> <laughs>
2: i don't know it very well <laughs>
0: Oh, you know it um, more than I do. If you can pick out one scene from that movie, you know it better than I do. I don't even oh. know if
2: I could do that. Sam um, Neill. Sam so Neill without eyes. I was an assistant <laughs> manager of a uh, three-screen when mm-hmm. this movie came out. Had actors in it I liked. It was sci-fi. I wasn't really quite aware of the horror elements that were <laughs> coming along with it. And so I watched it. It's one of the most notorious like Thursday night watches for me. I fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because- it scared me a couple times and never once entertained me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even for a second. This is a classic premise though, where like there's a ship that's floating around out there and this crew comes out to check out what's happened to them and what's going on, and then they find out that there's some kind of demon something, blood.
1: Yeah. The floating ship that needs to be rescued is the plot point of like seventy percent of these movies yeah. that we're running yeah. through in space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's the event horizon that's out there like marooned. That's the and, name of the uh, ship, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, exactly. I should say that. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill, who's like the doctor or whatever, and uh, who's the girl? And it? it's Jolie Richardson. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kathleen Quinlan, uh, are go out and uh, try to rescue it, and they found that it's been uh, inhabited by some sort of evil presence. Mm-hmm. Evil, yes. And uh, that evil presence infects them, and it fucks with them. It yeah. fucks with them so much that Sam Neill... Pops his eyeballs out. Yeah. yeah. See, oh, yeah. that
2: is the kind of thing that I would watch and go, This movie sucks. I don't ever want to think about it again. <laughs> it's so it's so it really is bad. I have this movie and supernova side by side in my memory. They hmm. they probably didn't come out as close together as I think they did, but they were both sci-fi movies with great casts that ended up sucking ass that involved like some kind of demon presence <laughs> uh, ghost something taking over something
1: i was excited to watch this and i was i was really it's pop uh paul w s yeah anderson, paul w s anderson uh who doesn't have a great track right
0: no i was about to run through this by the way oh please uh, do because it's uh, the polar uh, opposite of paul thomas, right. thomas this isn't one of those things where you just like eh, maybe except for one movie maybe yes yeah. mortal kombat is the one maybe yeah. the one that you can give him a maybe <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah event horizon then there's the kurt russell movie called soldier uh,
1: oh yeah that wasn't very good
0: then yeah. he did resident evil uh, alien versus predator which is hot oh. garbage uh death race not bad not, it's a fun movie did you have fun with it yeah especially the joan allen shit that's oh yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh she has a line in there that i cannot recite right now but it's <laughs> phenomenal uh then resident evil afterlife the three musketeers from 2011 that had uh logan lerman uh and that's all who i can really uh, that's been playing on the
1: movie channels fairly which one the 2011 three musketeers
0: with logan lerman uh, oh, no, I haven't seen that. Resident Evil Retribution, Who? Pompeii, which had your has our boy Kit harrington in it, <laughs> and uh,
2: uh, girly girl
0: Camilla Bell. Oh yeah, Camilla. Oh, no, she's in 10,000 BC. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, Pompeii in 10,000 BC, same fucking movie. <laughs> she, it's uh, it's Emily Browning who's in uh, Pompey. Uh, Sucker Punch. Uh, yeah, and Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. So he's done three or four Resident Evil movies, and, and that's that's it. Two bad ones. The first one was watchable. First one's watchable. Yeah. The other ones are yeah, garbage. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Paul W. S. Anderson. I'd who still was, hire him before I hired we Bull. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yes. I yeah. think so. <laughs> uh then we have the fifth element, which came out the same year, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Luke Basson. This uh, is
1: such a great this
0: movie. This movie is so insane. Uh I believe he wrote the script when he was fifteen. Yeah. And it was like some four or five hour tome of yeah. some sort. And then when he actually makes this movie, you can tell like fifteen-year-old Luke Basson is still making this. Oh, oh, yeah. oh it's oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, uh,
2: especially any scenes having to do with the girl.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. A fifteen-year-old definitely directed that first scene. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and in fact, everywhere uh, it seems like that he has a chance to put Mila uh, Mila Jovovich in a scene where she can just like, well, I'm just uh, I don't know anything. I'm just right. gonna unstri- I'm just gonna strip and everything. That's what he he does with her. Uh yeah, it's uh some uh, the she's the fifth element. That's the mm-hmm. there's a uh, water, there's air, there's earth, there's fire. Earth, wind and fire. Because yeah. it's uh, you've got that
1: one, <laughs> come on my man, you got a match. Yeah, and You got the one that's like already burned a little bit but they somehow get it to to catch fire.
0: Know. Yeah. I don't know. This movie's is...
2: <sighs> Okay, can I say that this movie is great while also saying it's like
0: two hairs away from being awful? oh yeah right for sure it's walking such a fine line especially (laughs) especially when chris tucker shows up yes yes Uh, that chris tucker stuff man it's it's good in doses i'm glad it doesn't go much farther than it does. no (laughs) this
1: by the end of it when he's screaming when they're in the temple and stuff like that and he's doing all that chitter chatter uh, you're like if i have five more minutes of this i'm probably gonna uh, have to get up and leave yeah but i love it the way i thought the, all the stuff on Flossed and Paradise is great. I know it's over the top for him, but it works for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, another great cast here: Gary Oldman coming back into the Luke Basson fray after the yep. professional, Bruce Willis uh, still caring. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, but uh, yeah, this movie is just fun. It's a fun. It's it was just made to be fun. Yep. And there's so many. It's insane, but it's you know it's insanely watchable. It really does, and like you
1: don't. You have no idea what's coming next. Like, uh, I don't even understand, like, where Corbin Dallas lives. Like, it's in, like, this, like the stacks in Ready Player One yeah. or something <laughs> like that. Because it's made up of, like, old subway cars or something mm. like that. And then you have that thing where, that fake-out where he's eating at a bar, like sushi or something like that. And he's talking to the restaurant guy. And then it pans back and he's in his apartment. And the restaurant guy floats by and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, wow.
0: It's weird yeah you yeah. have
1: to give me the cash thing. yeah give me the cash Doing a dance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh uh matthew uh kasovitz who's in uh amelie is the guy yeah, who's, yeah. who's give
3: me the cash <laughs> um this uh
0: this is one of the best trailers ever put together by the way fifth element if you've ever if you ever watched the um they, they did one that was a teaser that i don't i'm not i'm i think there are two trailers but the one that's just all music Mm. bad ass and we also we talked about dark city also has one of the best trailers of all time uh but um uh if you've never seen fifth element watch that trailer and then (laughs) and
1: then then watch the movie afterwards it's got one of the best at least in the moment it comes off as a little cheesier the more that you watch it but that opera scene when i first watched it i was fucking pumped man Mm -hmm. because while there so it starts off as like this beautiful libretto type of thing and this is giant blue diva and uh then like it, ter- it turns into like a techno thing but she's still singing like operatically and it cuts back and forth to her doing her thing and Mila Jovovich kicking ass in the the room with the stones and all that and uh then the more you watch the more it comes off as a little corny <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome the first time i saw it
0: uh interesting that flash gordon is a sci-fi i mean a a space movie but flash gordon was all on earth yeah well actually well actually yeah i think almost all of flash gordon is on earth yeah right i
1: think so um but yeah
0: but flash gordon came out six years before flash gordon which you know it flash gordon is a serial thing that you know but the movies it's weird flash gordon came out first so you've seen this i have
1: i accused jacuzzi yeah you know what's funny about this um blockbuster had this they were really the only video chain that wouldn't have porn like even hollywood video had porn uh like the the other like smaller companies had like their back room and all that and so there was a limit to how far blockbuster would go with its nudie movies right and flesh gordon made the cut
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's weird that you say i don't know what era this was like they draw the line, I guess, at what penetration is yeah. that? Is that it? So
1: I, well, I, there were some like I think they didn't have NC seventeen movies because
0: I remember going to my Podunk one in Franklin, uh-huh. and 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 every time I went to go rent movies, there was all it was Basic Instinct and all. Of their like all of the things, the movies that Basic Instinct spawned yeah, before yeah, it course. was a Cinemax Slipper and all that. Yeah. Before it was a Cinemax thing though, like I'm talking about animal instincts and uh, you oh, know, yeah. you know, stuff with Shannon Worry yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Joan Seferis. <laughs> these type of movies. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, um, but uh, yeah, and so is Flash Gordon? Is it got? Is it? And in- uh, I just watched scenes. Scenes, okay. Does this have any? The-
1: no it doesn't have it's softcore porn did, basically do
0: you want to publish scenes and rage against machines yes i do mm-hmm. yeah okay. uh
1: cool. no it's it has a corny 70s look to it it's 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 all like phallic puns like dr boner and shit no, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh you know you just watch it for the the soft core sex scenes do you and- think
0: this was made in response to uh deep throat and stuff like that because this came out in 1974
1: maybe maybe like a
0: more of a mainstream i yeah, don't know it could be
1: i mean i think i think it was a straight uh sexploitation parody i think uh, just like what what's the star wars the classic star wars porn parody revenge parody of the of shit the serial the, the yeah, one exactly. in
2: uh the kevin smith movie yeah revenge of the shit is that what was in well, that's, one, one, of Mary made that's one, one of them it's one yeah. of them yeah they do uh a new is it a new home i think think they may do that actually
0: Uh, yeah i would i
1: would not recommend flesh gordon uh, by any stretch uh
0: then we have a great movie galaxy quest oh i just watched this last week yeah it's uh this is a movie that um just uh it it wasn't a big hit Mm -hmm. um and did we we had something at regal we didn't get this we movie. didn't get the movie because dreamworks wanted what 99 percent of the take or something yeah. one of those uh we money things. Holes. <clears throat> one of what those the
1: regular amount that they would take uh
0: you might know 95? this You yeah 95? you might know this more than i do jeremy but i always was told that it was always high like on that first week and then obviously it drops as it goes further but uh, but once they started going to that 98, 99% type of thing and dictating where the movies had to play for how many ever weeks, like Star Wars did, you know, Star Wars was always like, we have to be in the big theaters for four weeks and you can't put, take it out for any reason or else we take, we yank the movie.
1: And were those usually like ninety nine percent
0: deals? Uh, I believe the Star Wars one was probably somewhere around there. If 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 they didn't negotiate it to ninety eight ninety nine, it might have been ninety six ninety seven. Wow, knows?
1: I guess that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean you have to make
1: some money. I just you... don't think about it being that high.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, this is by the way, and maybe someone out there knows, but this is something that as a movie theater worker, I never understood like our district managers especially when i was in new york was like get everybody that you can into this movie if it sells out be sure to interlock it and you know talk talk to your home office about what you can cancel and all this and i was like don't you make more money as the movie continues yeah like i know you want to get that concession dollar and everything that's that's a big thing i understand that I never understood the the obsession with getting everybody that you could in on that first weekend. Yeah, uh, when your when your profits go up as the movie plays, hmm. and especially if it's sold out, I always thought that people were like, "Okay, well it's sold out, must be good," hmm. and they come back later, and that's yeah. how that happens. But I never understood that. Let's get everybody in on that first weekend when we don't make that much money on the movie itself. We do make the concession dollar, but uh galaxy quest uh is a just a is a fantastic it's one of those it's how you're supposed to do parodies right yep star trek parody through and through but it's not it's not saying you're dumb for liking star trek in fact it embraces yeah rewards it yeah exactly (laughs) uh and that's what i think a lot of times uh movies that try to be parodies they don't get right they they make fun of you for liking the movies yeah they're pointing at you as well and and then this it's like we kind of like What's going on here, and that's what Galaxy Quest is. Yeah,
2: this is also what uh, Rob Schneider said about Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live. Alec Baldwin's impression of Trump was that did, did you need to have something to root for in a guy. It's, mm. it's all out negative here, so that it's just putting. I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> I remember that him saying that actually. But it's like that Galaxy Quest does that to a T, right? It's not making fun of Trek fans,
1: no. It, do, it is even though initially but, they are the characters are making
2: fun of them well and i think even the movie is but, but it, it's only because the movie itself is a trek fan and it's able to laugh at its own silly parts and but also see the merit that others don't and the,
0: the whole thing about family I well and it even that. shows mm-hmm. it even shows you know your main character tim allen uh being very disrespectful of the fans yep and then realizing that you know they have way more value later on and everything and that i should have been nicer to these guys these are the guys who are giving me a career and and Mm -hmm. allowing me to do what i like to do and uh and uh that's the that's the best part of it i think that's the best part of this movie is him having to call justin long yeah. and being and justin long being like talking to all of his friends mm-hmm. and saying what do we know about it because the ship is made based on the show yeah it's <laughs> basically <laughs> apollo 13 right they're yeah.
1: like figuring out what can go where and yeah on. and his yeah.
2: mom is uh costanza's wife oh yeah that's right um carol. susan susan yeah carol carol's that's, right. <laughs> that's friends uh, uh yeah susan
0: plays justin long's mom that's amazing. right and uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know how many out there haven't seen Galaxy Quest, but this is a hundred percent recommend. I think and it's on Netflix.
2: It is, uh, because I just watched it on Netflix. I think. Uh, but uh, guy from the Office that everybody loves, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson is. Oh, that's movie. right. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, of people playing the aliens that. Became famous for other stuff later. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the main alien is the dad from Veronica Mars. Yeah, it's
0: uh, Enrico uh, yeah. Palazzi, something yeah, whatever. Enrico Palazzi. Oh, Colin Colin Tony. No it's enrico something enrico colin tony oh colin i thought you said his name was colin tony (laughs) but uh one of the
2: female aliens the one that falls in love with fred missy Pyle. yeah missy Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
2: there's there's people that are all over this movie that would later on (laughs) even justin long wasn't that famous yet that Mm -hmm. scene
0: that scene where missy Pyle and tony shalhoub are like getting getting on and like there's like the tentacles that come out sam rockwell's (laughs) watching it and he's like oh that's not right (laughs) oh i <laughs> love that movie just leave man you don't have to watch more. <laughs> uh then we have another john carpenter movie called ghosts of mars and i, <laughs> I don't think this. i saw this oh. this has ice cube natasha henstridge jason statham jason statham <laughs> pam greer oh clea duval
2: it's bad it's bad
1: i hate this movie it's
2: bad like uh, uh, it's set at night because they're obviously shooting on a soundstage, um, it's settled Mars. Because they're obviously shooting on a soundstage, um, <laughs> there's a train. It's basically a zombie movie on Mars with a with a freight train, uh, and uh, there's one laugh out loud moment with Ice Cube, where somebody, somebody like, accidentally cuts their hand off or something. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. very yeah, violent yeah, yeah. and shocking, yeah, yeah. and Ice Cube just starts laughing. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny as hell. Is
0: there a point where he's like, You mean there's snakes out there this big? (laughs) <laughs>
2: i did watch part of that again the oh end. really <laughs> i thought i thought this movie's gonna surprise me it's, gonna, it's aged well but no which movie is it?
0: Anaconda. anaconda oh shit <laughs> anaconda's oh, john his Vol- accent is so bad
1: <laughs> i don't know what happened to john carpenter i mean we, t- we talked about this briefly at some point but like i think in the 90s he just i
0: think he's one of those guys who was in who was essentially an independent uh director and and once studios started being owned by corporations and everything, he didn't have a real say in how movies were and plus age factor. Let's let's be real, mm-hmm. there is an age factor to a lot of these guys that you know, they just don't really know how to um make a movie that uh, you know, people will respond to. But I, I also think that a lot of times that you see some guys who had these great seventies and eighties careers and then they suddenly can't make a great movie mm-hmm. anymore, and it's. Be- I think it's because of that. I think it's because the studios aren't the studios anymore. Studios are, you know, Sony and uh, yeah, and Comcast and all these, all these. They're not really those, you know, care about that's not their the big part of their bottom line. Yeah. Um. I
1: mean, after you got Big Trouble in Little China, which I like. Yeah, it's good. I never saw Prince of Darkness in nah, eighty seven. They live. They live is, is a good one. Uh, And then you've got, starting here, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Yeah. Um,
0: I want my molecules back.
1: Body bags. <laughs> In the Mouth of Madness, I remember being somewhat watchable, but it was also weird. I don't remember. That's mm. Sam
2: Neill again. Yeah, it is
1: uh village of the dam yeah. was terrible escape christopher from LA. reeve
0: you're supposed to feel you're supposed to feel something <laughs>
1: <laughs> escape from la was hot garbage yeah uh,
0: escape from la holy
1: shit vampires was hot garbage ghost of mars was hot garbage and then he didn't direct anything until the ward in 2010 which i never saw yeah
0: it was that it was that late 80s where somewhere something yeah. happened there and he had, he had like Memoirs of Invisible Man is is no is, is um, Yeah. It's okay. I could see both studio involvement and
2: Chevy Chase being a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Causing that movie to happen. <laughs> could be. <laughs> he uh, wrecked John he, Carpenter's yeah, cover Could be Daryl be Hannah being a dick. Let's not be sexist. <laughs> no,
0: <I'm
1: just> <laughs> but, she has a history of being she, a dick. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah, some something happened there where I think he he, he I Can you imagine what it's like? You make your you make your movies the way you want to make them. Then the studio starts saying, "Well, I need you to do this and this and this and this," and then you start getting confused as to what's good anymore, right? I guess so because he went from excellent to garbage. Mm -hmm. Instead of like,
1: yeah, all right, that's okay, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like even Paul W. S. Anderson, like we found some Mm -hmm. little oases in there, you Mm -hmm. know. But yeah, it's a shame. And you know, he scored this most recent uh, Halloween. Or he contributed to the score there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't
0: mm-hmm. know. Uh, next movie on the list is Gravity.
1: Oh, so I just watched George this died. two <laughs> days ago, and it is almost a perfect movie to me. Mm-hmm. Everything about this movie. By the way, I've I've talked about this movie before, and I, I noted that there was very little score in it. I'm totally wrong on that. Mm-hmm. I because. You get so distracted you get so tense you're just paying attention to the stuff in mm-hmm. front of you mm-hmm. you're not thinking about score so i consciously tried to to uh to listen more and that score is fucking great stephen price did the score mm. and it's it's genius yeah and the way that they build the tension and everything is so subtle it's so great it's so just
0: another great. statement that alfonso Cuaron is one of our best directors working today
1: it's only an hour and a half by the way Mm -hmm. but it can't be any more than that
0: because i would be literally like have a heart attack if i'm telling you
1: it's one of the most tense movies ever and
2: like i'll never pretty comfortable saying i'll never be in space i'll never be confronted with this particular horror whereas i will go in the ocean where jaws lives Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but this movie scares me way more than jaws Mm -hmm.
1: it's terrifying because there's no there's so little room for error like even all the times that they open up the uh, uh, the air latch the air, the what is that the the airlock mm-hmm. every time that they do that it flies open and they have to hold on to mm-hmm. the thing yeah, yeah. and if yeah. they lose that's it right yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah I mean everything about this like she's got two seconds in the ISS to do the little fetal position thing and then find the comms to see if if uh, Matt is out there and then all of a sudden fire. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like debris storm again, and she's got to jet on over to, and then you got the fucking parachute that gets her, and then she's got to go over and uh, you know to the Chinese station, but she doesn't have the launching his landing thing, right? yeah. And by the time you get to her in the water, and then she's starting to drown, you're like, oh my god, she's gonna die right mm-hmm. here. And then she crawls up, and and she has that triumphant moment and everything, and she yells, "Akja, <laughs> yeah, yes, Akja." there's a there's i mean you can just see it, just the culmination of all the experience all the hell that she has gone through by herself almost the entire
0: time there's a lot of amazing childbirth imagery here right oh yeah there's okay. a that's something that quaron sort of obsessed with i guess like if you if you go through a lot of his movies and everything but yeah. there's a there's a thing at the end when he when she's getting out of that ship and everything and she's by herself like there's nothing around like there's you know you don't there's you don't know like there's a lot of people who have discussed whether she's dead right there
1: well right. Th- there's a split second right before she hits the water where you hear houston They're oh like, yeah oh you, you know identify yourself there's we can see you on our radar and everything mm-hmm. so i believe that they have to come and, and investigate mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah but it's quick one thing that i learned uh, after doing the sins video for this is that that chinese ship is supposed to land on land not water Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Well, because uh, gets- we, we did a sin. Like, it was, oh, how lucky is it that it'll hit water? And somebody was like, ew, it's supposed to
1: hit land. It's kind of unlucky. <laughs> that, no, but that it No, that doesn't make sense, though, because she overrides the escape lodge because- the chinese ship is being pulled into the atmosphere Mm -hmm. or the the uh, the space station is being pulled into the atmosphere because of the debris field Mm -hmm. so she launches at a completely different angle
0: yeah i think the sin we wrote was fine yeah it's just that the way we we it's the common the common thing that we have in sins videos is where we don't have time to discuss every single aspect of every single thing yeah you know the the those though that chinese thing is supposed to land on land and so when we said lucky it hit the water yeah which is lucky the oh, way totally. the way no, you said the sin is right because yeah. because if it because if it does hit land then she's
1: toast not only does it land in the water but it lands close enough to land right to
0: where she can swim out exactly and that's that that was if you want to know why we went from two minute amazing spider-man video to almost 20 it's because of stuff like that it's funny i was watching that amazing spider-man video the other day and i was like holy shit we said so much with so little back then (laughs) and i understand why though we don't anymore yeah like there were there were sins in there i was like i know we'd have lead in for this now yeah but like I was like, but we kept doing stuff like that, and people wouldn't believe it. They wouldn't believe the work involved. Yeah. like you know, they would be like, "Oh, I think that." But we didn't do a lead-in, so we didn't have any like you know. But gravity, I don't know. Gravity sort of in the middle of all yeah. of this. It's uh, it's it was it's a fairly recent video now that we've been doing this for <laughs> seven years. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that was that was the thing. It was it was supposed to land on land.
1: Well, but, not to mention that throughout the entirety of the space sequence you see these not even just storms like massive storms uh, over the water right yeah. and like there's one shot where i was i had to pause and i was like holy shit that's like the storm of the century it's got, like, the whole pacific ocean is covered in this cloud and like a big funnel in the middle and uh, she lands when it's perfect weather <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah uh,
1: it's so it's such a great gravity movement. is phenomenal
0: all right guys it's time to talk about movie again and uh, yeah, there's a there are some awesome movies on there right now. There are. No surprise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but Jeremy, you saw one. What is that one? Well, I
2: actually I had seen it several years ago, and I was really excited to see that it's on movie. And it's uh, Death of a Samurai. I think it's actually got a Harakiri. 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 Yeah. Harakiriya. Which I'm going to butcher anyway. Now, this is the guy that directed 13 Assassins. The only reason I watched this movie was because 13 Assassins blew my damn mind. Really? I loved it. Um, I like samurai movies and weed. (laughs) 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 Uh, So I go to watch. This is almost an opposite kind of samurai movie where 13 Assassins is kind of batshit action. Hmm. Um, This is a lot more contemplative. Uh, most A lot of it's told in flashback. It's at times sentimental. Hmm. Uh, it's about a samurai that comes to his like, feudal territory owner guy and basically says, I need you to let me do this suicide ritual in your courtyard. And the guy's like, hey, the last guy that did this had selfish reasons and double-crossed us, so I need to hear your story. And then the movie is him telling his story about why he feels it's time to samurai typically if they failed in their mission they mm-hmm. kill themselves yeah, yeah. in ritual suicide uh and got some surprises uh but it's m- almost more of a romantic drama than it is any
0: kind of an action thing mm. and i think it
2: would make an excellent double billing with 13 assassins oh okay and,
0: uh, it's a remake right it's a remake Isis. of a 1962 movie that yep. came out yeah uh I, I i will have to give this a look i have seen it and i i, I thought about watching it uh for for this one i watched something else though um what did you watch i watched a movie called four months three weeks and two days oh, oh that one intrigued me as well and this is uh oh man this is really good um i can't help but think that uh we might be staring into our future with this movie really <laughs> yeah i don't want to get political about it but uh yeah there's a so the it starts off with these two women who are roommates at co- at a college and there are a lot of like long takes and stuff like that in this but we we know that they're preparing for some sort of trip we don't know why and uh and her her friend is going around trying to get money and she's like asked her boyfriend for money and all this and um and so like we know that they're going on some sort of trip we don't know what for. But it, it it turns out that this whole time, now they live in Romania, and this is 1987. This is when uh, Nikolai Ceausescu is still the oh, dictator yeah. of uh, and and everything, and uh, and so like they have uh, behind the scenes, they've been trying to get a guy who will perform an abortion for uh for this woman's friend. And uh, the friend seems to be, like, just, like, you know, not very responsible at all. Like, supposed to get a certain hotel. She doesn't get the hotel. And Meanwhile, the friend is scrambling around, getting money, trying to get a new hotel, trying to do all this stuff. Eventually, though, they do get the hotel. They do contact the guy who's supposed to perform this and everything. And uh, the stakes are just unbelievably high because abortion is illegal. Mm. Um, and... Uh, and the you know there's uh they 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 start ramping it up as the months go along if you're and she's the the girl who's pregnant has been telling her her friend and this guy I'm only 2 months along and everything and then he sort of examines her and he's like so how long has it been since you've had a period and she's like i don't i don't know like maybe 4 months or something like that and he, he's like this is this ramps up the my danger and my yeah. and everything and obviously I I don't want to I don't want to say too much uh at this point but this movie plays like a horror movie mm. at times not not bloody mm-hmm. not bloody just scary yeah mm. uh and uh just imagine being in this situation and needing this but and but having all of this sort of all these obstacles that are in front of you and uh and so like so there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff yeah this is the part where i'm gonna have to like probably not say anymore because everything after that you'll kind of know where where it goes but uh but this is really tense and just really really well made movie like i said a lot of long takes performances are fantastic in it uh and the situation is heartbreaking well that is
1: something i definitely want to check out very timely Mm. yes it is um and very interesting sounds awesome yeah um so I went slightly different uh on my my selection recently. You love westerns. I do. Jeremy. Uh there's a western directed by Tommy Lee Jones Ooh, on the service t- right now called The Homesman. Ooh. i had never seen this. So, so this came out uh in uh 2014. And I remember it coming out and everything and I remember it having a decent cast and I was like, yeah maybe I check that out." Never got a chance to. Luckily, Movie has it. It was uh, it's part of the can takeover mm-hmm. uh, that that's still up there. You can still see a lot of those uh, offerings. And this movie, <laughs> I got to tell you, it starts slow. It starts real slow. It's Hillary Swank is a single spinster basically who lives on this sprawling ranch in uh, Nebraska, like a one horse town, and. Uh, she is, you know, ingratiated herself into the town. The first person that shows up to her homestead is a a guy named Bob, and it's played by the guy who played Cheddar Bob in uh, 8 Mile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know that guy. I know that guy. Oh. And I
2: looked it up, and I was like, oh, it's fucking Cheddar Bob. I saw that guy in something recently, and he was playing like a hard-ass street thug. And I was like, <laughs> man, that guy did not allow him to himself to be typecast. Uh,
1: <laughs> but then the story is that three... Women in this town have mental breakdowns for various reasons. Different tragedies befall them, and they react by having a, a nervous breakdown. And so Hillary Swank is charged by the, the town reverend, who's played by John Lithgow, uh, to take these women uh, to a town like a church on the river, uh, which is a long journey, uh, but that'll get, get them the help that they need. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And then all of a sudden I look over, and William Fickner is in this? oh wow playing like a real asshole of like a husband to one of the women and then i like jesse plemons is in this he's playing Hmm. a slightly less assholey uh husband to one of the women Mm -hmm. and then she to help her on her journey she unearths a tommy lee jones Mm -hmm. and tommy lee jones i know he's he's usually got like a couple modes right he's got no country for old men or he's got fugitive Mm -hmm. um and this is a very different tommy lee jones he's funny in this movie He's deranged in this movie. He's occasionally serious and menacing in this movie. And this is my favorite Tommy Lee Jones performance outside of The Fugitive. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. It is really, really good. This is so up your alley. Huh. By the way, as soon as they get on this journey... Uh, one of the women, by the way, is Miranda Otto. Yeah. from Lord I of the Rings. I am no
2: woman. That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I uh, mean, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Once the journey starts, this movie takes off. Ooh. It is absolutely. It's a road trip movie, basically. Mm-hmm uh very buster scruggsy not as overt by the way Tim Blake Nelson is in this (laughs) of course he (laughs) is James Spader is in this Meryl Streep is in this at the end Haley Steinfeld is in this how old is she like seven she is uh, she's 16 so it was 2014 I thought her her character is 16 I don't know exactly Mm -hmm. how old.
2: why did I think you said the movie came out along I thought you said 94 for some reason it
1: seems like something that would have you know come out a long time ago but it is a delight especially as soon as they they take off hillary
0: swank is magnificent in this mm-hmm. mm. did you ever see uh and i'll mess up the name but the three burials of uh malchia de Sistrata? no that's another tommy Lee jones yeah joint. he directed that and uh and that was really good but it's also got that slow sort of he is definitely playing his usual sort of sam gerard but like Maybe more more no country for old man I guess not Sam Gerard but yeah, yeah. but, but there's not that yeah difference they, I mean they're both they're both <laughs> people who are probing and investigating <laughs> one's a little more shouty than the other. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah it, uh, he he directed that and starred in that and that's a really good movie that he did too uh back in the day uh probably like two thousand five somewhere around there
1: well the cinematography in this movie is absolutely fantastic uh the shots the the slow shots at the beginning are I think they're obviously intentional. I mean, he's trying to set a mood, and he's trying to set the setting, basically. And it's the the really cool part of this movie is where you see, like, miles and miles and miles of desert and flatland and all that stuff, and then you see a single tree, or you see a single hotel, Mm -hmm. or you see, like, a town with seven buildings in it by comparison it seems like you know mm-hmm. a, a thriving metropolis mm-hmm. uh sudden I mentioned meryl streep is in this but
0: yeah so it's a really 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 good is it movie. is it is, it, is it, so both meryl streep and her daughter grace gummer are in this
1: i believe so who uh, grace gummer plays one of the women
0: yes okay so both of them are in mm-hmm. the movie yeah Ooh. she plays
1: she plays the reverend's wife of the church that they are taking uh the women too mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's yeah. funny
0: she's grace gummer is is in a lot of movies uh and tv shows and stuff like that but like the one that i always thought looked the most like meryl streep was uh, her name's jennifer l i think but she's rosemary harris's daughter i think i know exactly who you're talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 and yeah. i always think that's meryl streep's daughter at first but you know it's not
2: <laughs> so you guys both just sold me
1: on your movies mm-hmm. um if anybody listening wants to take a peek where do they go? They go to movie.com slash CinemaSins, M-U-B-I dot com slash CinemaSins. Gotten some social media uh, responses recently of people signing up yep. and uh, using that promo code, because if you use that URL, movie.com slash CinemaSins, you get 30 days free. free. What do you have to lose? We're already like... We want you to get this service no matter what. Mm. But if we're, we're also get your movie is giving you 30 days free. Yeah, that's amazing. It yeah. is amazing. Do you it can, today. You
2: can enjoy the three movies we just talked about.
1: Um, yes. As soon know, as you sign
2: up, it's just right a, now.
1: Get in there and watch them and tell us what you think.
0: Yeah, do it. Uh, then we have we've talked about these a lot. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Um, uh, you know, here's here's another thing, right? This is this is going back to Avatar. With the, the the worlds and everything that are created in these things. They're just, there's something a bit... I love Guardians of the Galaxy, don't get me wrong. The first one. The first one. First yeah, one the second too. one I don't like at all. Uh, But there's something fakey about these worlds too, right? It, Guardians of the Galaxy is space as fuck. Yes, it is. Um, And uh, there's a lot of cool things in there that I wish that they could explore a little bit more, but it is a Marvel thing, and they're, they're servicing the overall Marvel story in these things. But like you know that uh that them slingshotting through that little those little warps and everything i'd like to know more about that shit
1: yeah i think they they went in my mind i think they just went in a weird way in the second one involving more of like the family dynamic and like the the dynamic between them like themselves and all that. When mm-hmm. you could get more into the adventure part of it, and it would be a lot more fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Show me more of Rocket Plan with like the little explosives where yeah, the guys are blowing up,
0: and they uh, really like, wrote themselves in a corner in that second one. Yeah um because yeah because it's it's a it's a point where they make characters useless for a long time mm-hmm. and then finally it's like oh we okay ego's bad let's go let's get this story on the road but you only have like of course you have more you have like 40 minutes left of yeah. <clears throat> at that point god that movie <laughs> <laughs> uh then we have hardware wars yeah, yeah. star wars parody did, did you, you ever see this? watch
1: no oh my god this was uh i it I haven't seen it since I was, you know, probably like 1988, 89 or something like that. But it's a 13-minute it's a mini-movie uh, that we had on VHS. I don't know. It, it wasn't like on TV or anything like that. It was just one of those viral, pass-it-around, Blair Witch Project type of things. And my family had it. Uh, the side of my family that's very religious had it so every time we would go over there for like Sunday dinner or something like that, we would always all the kids would watch this because it was parent approved. Uh, it's it's Star Wars with uh, toaster ovens and uh, drills and hammers and stuff like that called Hardware Wars in in space hmm. in space yes hmm. and and it's like a New Hope basically it's it's them like recreating like the uh, the trash compactor scene and like the the running away with Leia and all that stuff. Mm. and it was fun we always laughed at it uh we watched it a million times and i haven't seen it since then
2: can i tell you it sounds stupid as
1: hell sure but 8 year old me was enjoying it well I'll, I'll, there was I'll, a very I'll, limited amount of things that we could do at this branch of our i i'm, I'm with
2: you i'm with you i just i don't have if you make them hardware things like drills and then the scene in the trash compactor it's hardware versus
0: hardware. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> well,
1: that's not really hardware, is it?
2: A uh, compactor? It's just yeah, a bigger. It's a machine. What well, so is a toaster?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shit on my childhood, man. Uh, but what what kind of what kind of hardware was
1: uh, Luke Skywalker? I think. Uh, God, I need to remember this. Was
2: Darth Vader at the toaster? Was he Darth Toaster? And he always over cooks the toast. Mm-hmm. I think the toaster
1: was like Han or Chewy. I just googled hardware. Yeah, there you go.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, you can watch it on uh on uh, YouTube actually. That's oh, interesting. Excellent. Yeah. I think I will. Yeah. No, there were actual people in there too, but like there was there was a lot of yeah, hardware okay it was fun all right and we enjoyed it all right i'm sorry I, i'm sorry i made fun that's all right. all right look it up on youtube and enjoy
0: uh then we have heavy metal and heavy metal 2000 i saw uh, both of them oh really <laughs> i never saw the second one the first one Can't go one-way ticket to midnight <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the uh so Here's a, here was an excuse for animators to draw a bunch of boobies on a <laughs> cartoons. Yep. Yeah. It's our turn to <laughs> fuck. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there, this is a sort of a, would you say heavy metal is an anthology movie? It's got, it's oh, not, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's not really, uh, one straight story. No. Definitely not. Um, it, you have, you have one where John Candy voices this kid who, uh, uh, stumbles on the Lochnar or whatever and then becomes this like muscular like Mm -hmm. whatever being and he's like he's like and he's like mmm strong or whatever and he looks down at his penis and he's like (laughs) mmm big (laughs) You remember this way better than I do. I've seen it a bunch. Uh,
2: I've only seen it once, man, but uh I felt dirty.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But it's also like interesting animation you know they they actually reference like isn't there a part in uh, beavis and butthead do america that kind of goes veers into south park south park that's right Mm -hmm. yeah um you know it's it's enjoyable for what it is especially (laughs) if you if you
0: do drugs and shit the south park episode is called awesome boobage (laughs) (laughs) that's about right uh and kenny keeps on finding himself in these heavy metal animated things uh but uh but yeah the yeah you have the kid who turns into the into uh i think his name's den john candy is playing a character named den <laughs> and then uh then there's the one there's the one about the the space captain guy who's done like who's like on trial for all these horrific things mm-hmm. And the Lochnar makes the he he's he he keeps telling his lawyer he's like I've got an angle, Charlie, an angle and everything. And like there's every everything there's nothing that this captain guy can say. He's guilty as fuck. <laughs> and uh and he's but he's got this one guy that he's a that he's got on the witness stand who's gonna vouch for him and everything. But like the lawyer's like he's like What are you kidding, man? You're not you can't say not guilty in this thing. Like I I only I. I was uh, barely able to get it so that uh, you know people wouldn't burn your ashes and piss on your grave or something like that. <laughs> like that's that's as that's as good as I could get as your lawyer. And but then the you see the guy in the witness stand. He's like, I've never known him to do anything immoral. <laughs> and then the Locknarr makes him tell the truth. He's like, unless you're talking about the kitty porn ring. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
0: <God. laughs> wow. Uh, and uh and so there's that story and then there is uh there's the random yeah the naked chick goes to the pool and like becomes this big like valkyrie or something like that i don't know (laughs) but uh do you you saw heavy metal 2000 Uh uh-huh one time do you remember anything about it I remember we rented Heavy Metal and Heavy Metal
2: 2000, <laughs> and we watched them both back-to-back. I imagine
0: they kind of like uh, blend together,
2: right? Yeah, and I just remember Cartoon Boobage, Awesome Boobage. Mm-hmm. Awesome and, Boobage. Uh, that was it. It's still, I, I, was, I was probably only like 23, 24, oh, yeah. um, and uh, so I was still like, ah, cartoons shouldn't be doing that. You weren't even <laughs> drinking at that point, right? uh no i was definitely drinking at that point okay good a couple years prior you don't want to you don't want to watch it i mean
1: uh, chris obviously did but i don't (laughs) want to watch these movies sober oh no
2: yeah no that was definitely a drink and watch (laughs)
0: yeah i mean as a teenager it's like yeah hell yeah man this is awesome (laughs) uh then there is the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yeah uh one of my favorite books of all time and then turned into this 2005 movie that uh is very hit or miss. Yeah, it is. Have
1: you seen it? You've seen it multiple times, right? No, you just saw it the once. I
0: saw it the once, and I've seen parts of it since. I've seen it two or three times.
2: I mean, Alan Rickman is the best part of the movie to me. Mm-hmm. Him and most stuff. Yeah, um, most stuff is good.
0: You know, I, I'm not even really
2: into what Sam Rockwell's doing, um, or Deschanel, or, yeah. or or even the main characters. Martin, Martin Freeman. Freeman, Martin Freeman yeah. Uh, he's okay. He's not the problem. I do like. You're right when you say hit or miss. Mm-hmm. The, the, the visualizations and the narrations they do with the actual guide are fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're humorous. They're, they're crisp looking animations. The narrator is droll. And I fucking love that song they wrote for the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> they wrote it an act- and a book doesn't have a melody, obviously, but they had to write a song for this. And I find myself singing that shit all the time
0: um jay roach i believe directed this the guy who did it's, austin powers it's garth jennings oh garth jennings
1: but jay roach is a producer oh he's re- a producer on this just reminded me of the barry episode where he's like it's by this director jay roach yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has a great line in there too like wow that guy did not give a fuck
1: i can't wait to revisit <laughs> that
0: i think it's gonna come up again uh garth jennings what did he do before this did he do it Did because i know is he's a he's a british director right
1: he did uh sh- he was an actor in Shaun of the dead um he really didn't do anything else before then really yeah unless it was tv
0: i'll tell you what else uh hurt this movie and this is not the movie's fault they they Hitchhiker's Guide of the galaxy had uh had uh recordings before this they were radio broadcasts of this book um I'm trying to remember if Douglas Adams wrote it as a radio thing first, and then the book came out. I can't remember if was, mm-hmm. so there's an order that I might be flip flopping here, but uh, I've I, I listened to those radio broadcasts a bunch, mm-hmm. like a ton, and um, and the the narrator guy who they get back for this okay. this movie uh is doing some of the same narrating things only at a faster pace and without the same timing Oh no. Yeah, so I hated it. Oh, and no. and and yes, that's not the movie's fault, but I feel like the way the radio version does it it's so well like Realized and timed and everything. Whereas this one is like let's let's get let's get it going let's get mm-hmm. it going. And so when you're comparing the two, and I I could not because the same it's the same voice. Sure. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't get it beyond that. The, mm. the I was like oh my god this is a funny moment but you're just kind of walking right over uh, it. Oh
2: that's interesting that uh, makes sense.
0: But yeah they changed a whole bunch of stuff from the book. Well I mean it's the same I mean it's the same story but it's they changed a lot of characterizations and. Uh, just it's it's another one of those unfilmable books because it's mostly a lot. The mostly the funny things come from the narration. It comes right. from the actual Hitchhiker's Guide that they read in there, and there's some jokes in there that they can't really do. Even when they do the the whale that gets born out of nothing from the improbability drive and everything his his thoughts as he's going through that whole thing just isn't it's it's the same but it's not the same yeah mm-hmm. you know so
1: uh, it's also super short like is it well i mean it's it's what 109 minutes mm-hmm. so and it feels rushed doesn't it yeah yeah it does because it as like i said time. as
0: i said the narration stuff in there yeah. is super fast but you're right alan rickman in this is probably the best part i and that that robot is just in general the best But he has the best like
3: okay
0: kind of a narration (laughs) of everything he's
2: just put out about everything oh yeah so funny
0: um but uh yeah it's a it's a it's not it's not the best but it's not the worst either um then we have a movie i've never seen invaders from mars Hmm. uh 1986 from toby hooper
1: yeah it sucks yeah it sucks it's uh another one of those like uh kid sees martians coming down and they invade and i think they take him back up to, to to mars and then uh no they don't take him because he tells his parents and they don't believe him and he's he's questioning himself and all that stuff. And then eventually, Martians come back down to Earth and kill everybody.
0: All right. Um, okay, we'll do one more. We'll finish up the eyes. Uh, and it's a good one. Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Christopher Nolan. Oh. And this movie, I feel like, gets better every time I watch it. Now, Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. I even make fun of the love mumbo jumbo
2: stuff at the end mm-hmm. less every time I watch yeah. it. Too, even though it's an easy joke to make in a recent sins video. Yeah. So we did. Um. I'm telling you, this movie's long spaceship porn is as good as any.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: As good as any. Long tracking shots of a tiny, tiny ship traversing a big-ass planet (laughs) fucking makes you feel like you're there. The scale of space, this movie does really, really well. Yeah. Um, I love it.
0: And Nolan does this stuff that he does in a lot of his movies that I just... I've grown... I don't know where he developed this technique. I mean, I don't know if it's something that he came up with or if it's just something that he does better than everybody else but parallel actions mm-hmm. uh yeah he keeps doing this thing where it's like something's happening here like there's that big i don't know how long it is it feels like forever not because it's bad but because it's so great and so much happens in it but you have Damon McConaughey fighting on the planet. Yeah. You have the 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 burning going down on the the farm. Yeah. Jessica Chastain trying to get back in the house. You have all these things going on at once, and there's that constant music that's playing all mm-hmm. the way throughout it. That just keeps you. It keeps driving in it and driving it. And you're like Jesus Christ, man. You're exhausted by the time it gets to the to the like the end of all of yeah. that. Um, uh, I mean yes uh one thing about it is like yeah why don't they fix earth if they can if they can do all these different things why not try to fix earth first <laughs> but it, i think these scenarios are always well we tried to fix earth they didn't they don't say that explicitly but they tried and they failed and now this is the last resort right. just like in crimson tide there's a there's two things that they try to get that the get the message for. And there's so many people who came out and were like, There'd be more communications than that that they would get the well, it's not really about how many they have. It's about what would have happened if you didn't have anything. But um but Interstellar is just one of those movies, yeah, every time it's on, I have to watch it just like the Prestige. Yep. Same same deal. Nolan is fucking fabulous. Yeah, yeah. man. He's
2: on another level. Fun fact, just read the this week. He actually planted thousands of acres of corn and grew that corn for Interstellar. Really? Because well, he didn't want, you know, he's big on practical. Mm-hmm. He didn't want CG corn with <clears throat> Man of Steel. Um, <laughs> and then he turned around when they were done with production and sold it for a profit. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that speaks to not only kind of a clever guy, but the sheer volume of corn he grew for
1: that movie. That's insane. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know, and maybe you guys know this. How he created the tsunami, like how that? That's oh, he shot practical. that in a bathtub.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that explains everything. <laughs>
1: By the way, I've had a recurring nightmare. Never have recurring dreams. uh Oh, I had a recurring nightmare about that wave. Interesting. Uh, because it's terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Because it's so far off, it looks like what a mountain or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you're just you're like, oh, no problem. They go about their business and everything. And then when they start to realize what it is, it's just—it's absolutely terrifying to me. Yeah, and no even more so than the tesseract and the black hole and all that shit. I'm still more frightened by sinkholes.
0: <sighs> yeah, 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 okay, all right. The you We know, all got a thing. I've, I've I've discussed this before, but that scene where they leave dude up in the in the in, where we're t- that's the same scene, but they leave dude up in that ship, <laughs> and he's he's what? How many years is it? S- twenty-three years. It's yeah, twenty-three something years like or that. something like that um i just I, I every time i watch this movie i think about that dude Ugh. being up there for 23 years yeah, and knowing yeah. what he knows that to them that it's it's only seven or eight minutes he has to stay there yeah he has to make sure that they're that he's there when they get back and just got, you know, I, I you could make a whole fucking movie out of that dude. Yeah, I that mean, dude. Chris Pratt didn't even last a year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before he thought about he was growing out his beard <laughs> thinking about
2: suicide. And this guy lasted. Well, he does say he went into the cryo chamber for a little bit. Um, yeah. But ultimately realized he'd just rather live his life god yeah when, when next time we do a that poor bastard episode <laughs> oh, we
0: gotta remember god. to talk about that, <laughs> poor bastard. that guy. I, I, I don't know i may have brought him up in the poor in the last time we did that because uh I, every time i watch this movie and he's like you know he's got a little gray in his beard now and and everything and he's just like this is what i signed up for essentially <laughs> even if it's one year one fucking even if it's five months think about how long this shit is where, like he's been just on the ship and he has to keep everything status quo <laughs> god damn man this movie's fucking phenomenal Yeah, <laughs> it, it, is. it really is and uh and like i said just keeps getting better and better and i think every time i go to the imdb the score is higher on oh this yeah it's at 8.6 right now hmm um i wouldn't be surprised if it got up to 9.0 uh like in the next few years because it's that good uh okay so we're gonna stop there at the i's and yep. we'll go into the j's the next time uh we uh we continue our road trip through space. <laughs> space, space, uh, space space, space, but we're gonna do some recommends and warns now totes balls. amazeballs They're great. it I- won the academy award oh for what for best movie ever made
1: yeah, baby. I've got a fun Rekka Warren. Yeah. Have you seen The Perfection?
0: No, but we mentioned this recently, didn't we? Uh, uh, is
2: this the Netflix one?
0: Yes. I haven't seen it. No. Okay. Oh no, we haven't, but I've seen things about it. It's got uh Allison Williams. Allison Williams in it. Yes. yes. This movie
1: is much more Rekka than Warren, I mm-hmm. think. Because it starts off beautifully. Allison Williams is a cellist whose mother, she had to, She was in this prestigious uh, music school, mm-hmm. but her mom got real sick. So for 10 years, she, she quit the music school and took care of her mom, mm-hmm. right? And it opens up on her mom being dead. So she's 10 years older. She hasn't played hardly at all. And she's released, essentially, from this, uh, from this burden. And so the first thing she does is she calls up her old music teachers, Steven Weber from Wings mm-hmm. yeah. and the other girl, Uh, Elena Huffman and she travels out to China to reconnect with them because he's scouting out other young cellists that's what they do okay very small school and he has uh chosen this one girl who's played by Logan Browning uh who's like a phenom who's like a like a, a virtuoso cellist and she's putting on this big thing in Shanghai so it starts off with this like you don't know if they're going to be rivals. You don't know if they're going to sabotage each other, and then they end up fucking each other. Nice, Ooh. because uh, the the one girl is, has always looked up to Allison Williams, and Allison Williams is jealous of the but but jealous ha- of the jealous happy jealous of the jealous <laughs> is is happy though for her, and so at that point you, you're like this movie could take any any you know, permutation of roads. It takes the weirdest road possible. It gets into, uh, okay. I don't. I don't want to say too much. It gets into single white female. Gross. That's. It doesn't go anywhere near that. Okay. It gets into gross stuff. That's gross. Superficially, I can't. It's so hard to de- describe it. Um. There's a thing that happens to Logan Browning's character. Uh, and Allison Williams is blamed for it. And then the movie takes all kinds of turns, some of which are disturbing, some of which are triumphant, some of which are completely out of nowhere. but it all makes sense within the movie and I think I'm talking myself into recommending this how much how mu- well, I was
0: about to say how much how much once the turn happens is recka and how much is worn that's the that's the warniest part is yeah. is
1: because a there's some disturbing content in there b there's um some some characters that turn on a dime mm-hmm. um so it's not perfect mm-hmm. even <laughs> some of the, uh, exactly uh even some of the uh the gross out stuff um is is a little gross mm-hmm. I, I i can't describe it without spoiling yeah, 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 it, but yeah, like, i don't want you to spoil it but it seems like there's a bit of a buffer. Like, I, I don't like gross-out stuff, but mm-hmm. for for whatever reason, it's shot in a way that it, it worked for me. Okay. It is definitely worth a look. Uh, I think even you, Jeremy, would would enjoy this. I am very interested to see what, what you well, think. Well, I'll probably goes.
0: watch it today. Yeah.
1: It's interesting to see Allison Williams' career post-Girls, mm-hmm. because Get Out, she was so great in yeah. Get Out, even though she's an ultimately despicable character. Mm-hmm. And in this one... She, 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 there's several
0: manifestations of her character, and she's really, really good mm-hmm. in this. steven Weber is great in. You this. know what, steven Weber? There's a that's a, a, a probably a good study on a lot of these actors that we've seen before who had big careers back in the day, and then you see them so many years later. Like, I feel like I feel like they've probably at the point that you know Stephen Weber's height was maybe what wings yeah probably
1: he was in that uh stephen king's yeah he was in, the, he's in that
0: shining movie that yeah
1: but that i think was uh, still on its on its way down
0: uh like some of these actors i feel like they've been in so many things that we haven't seen since that time yeah. that they've developed their craft yeah yeah and like even something stupid like judd nelson and j and Jay and silent bob strike back yeah. Like his character in there, like he, it feels like he's having the most fun in the world <laughs> doing that. And it's like, it's been years since he's been in any, like anything that you've seen, Judd yeah. Nelson. And he's so good in that, that part and everything. But you see so many of this, it happens a lot where people are like, oh, I didn't even know they were still acting. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, and then it turns out they're awesome now. It, there was a, what was it? Uh, was it the Sex Pistols that broke up and then they tried to come back, uh, like many years later is that johnny rotten and all them yeah johnny rotten formed public
1: image ltd uh i don't know if there's anybody else from the the sex pistols in there but i
0: I think it was the sex pistols when they came back and they started rehearsing together they said he said oh we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go back and learn how we played it back then because we're too good now yeah we we need to be shitty yeah, for this yeah. to work and, and it's uh you know it's, it's just the way i feel about it like you have so many years of just doing plays and movie after movie that's never mm-hmm. watched but you get a chance to kind of experiment and work and everything and you become amazing yeah, yeah. out of that
1: yeah he is uh he, he's recognizable to where i was like i think that's steven weber but he's also unrecognizable enough to where i had to google it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i was like there's no way oh yeah there he is yeah
2: if you were flipping channels and you saw a 2008 movie with keenan thompson and zachary levi and the travel coffee mug bong guy from uh cabin in the woods Woods Mm -hmm. as the three leads on a road trip r-rated comedy you check it out, right? I would yes. definitely watch that. You would Absolutely. regret it. You would regret it hard. Really? It's got like a 22 on Rotten Tomatoes. This mm. movie is called Wieners. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Wieners. First of all, let me tell you who's in this.
0: <laughs> is this is this worse than without a paddle?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Because this for this movie, there's okay. They have a rival. Gr- they have a rival group on another road trip that they keep running into. Mm-hmm. And at one point, one of the that group spits on their windshield. And all three of them get out and look at it and go, oh, ah, oh, and that's a big laugh in the movie. Holy fuck. Ooh. Like, this is almost like maybe they didn't have a script. <laughs> so uh, Jenny McCarthy's in here. Daryl <laughs> Hammond's in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Milanakis, Kyle Gass, Chris Pratt. Uh, what? Again, 2008. So it's before any of these people are very famous. Um, but the premise is this. Uh, the bong kid we'll just call him bong kid <laughs> um his girlfriend dumped him because mm-hmm. she saw a dr phil like show or she was on, she went on it and he mm-hmm. encouraged her to dump her boyfriend ah. dr phil like guy is daryl hammond he's okay. a, a tv advice guy so they decide him and his two best friends zachary levi and keenan thompson decide to go on a road trip all the way out to la to get revenge on this tv doctor who lo- lost him his girlfriend but they have to drive a uh, makeshift Discount Oscar Mayer wiener vehicle mm. uh, because Kenan Thompson has converted his van into a food truck that has a big giant wiener on it. Mm-hmm. And they keep running out of money and they have to do stupid shit for money. And at one point they sell hot dogs for money. Mm-hmm. Like the, what this movie thinks is funny is random homeless guy on a street sleeping with his mouth open and somebody sneaks up tiptoeing. And sticks a hot dog in his oh mouth. Oh my god! And the homeless guy wakes up and he's all happy now because how does that a hot even dog? get twenty
0: two percent? I don't even say how that it is
2: one of the least funny things I've ever seen. They get all the way fucking there. Uh-huh. They get all the way there. They crash a taping of the show, only for the doctor guy Daryl Hammond to convince this kid. No, this was the best thing for you. You needed to break up. And the kid's like, you're right. And that's basically the end of the fucking movie. You watched this entire thing? I did. <laughs> I, didn't have, I didn't have a lot going on um, yesterday. Uh, because I also watched another one-word title movie um, called Bigger. Mm-hmm. This one definitely had a theatrical release. came out in 2018. And it stars uh, Tyler Hotchner, the kid from Road to Perdition, um, oh. who goes on the run with Tom Hanks. Mm. And then this kid was also in the... Um, Teen Wolf show on USA Networks. Oh, okay. um, on Man TV. So, yeah. And yeah, this yeah. is a, basically a biopic about the two Jewish brothers that essentially are credited with inventing bodybuilding. Um, <clears throat> so, it's a period piece.
1: Had you heard of this before? No.
2: No. Um, but I, it says in the description on the TV guide that they eventually meet Arnold Schwarzenegger and kick off his Mr. Olympia career, huh. which kicks off his film career. And I'm like, I have got to see who they cast as Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) and how good his impression's gonna be. Uh So I'm watching the whole fucking movie and it's just, it's a lot of, it's bad, it's bad. It's like a TV movie, acting and writing-wise. Julianne Hough is in it. Uh, Victoria Justice is in it. (laughs) Um, Both as different girls that he ends up dating. Um, He's just very insistent that healthy, strong, muscular bodies are the future. Mm -hmm. And so like he sees somebody smoking, he says, that's bad for you. That's this I- movie's idea of a joke. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, I hang on. He's got this rival publication guy who, who's the only exercise magazine out there, this guy. But he doesn't want these Jewish kids. He's really racist. Ah. Uh, infringing on his business. And so they have competing guy, muscle guys they send to the Mr. Universe pageant. And then they threaten to pull out and start their own pageant because there's some shady dealings. And then they create the Mr. Olympia. And that's when Schwarzenegger shows up. huh. He's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, was it anybody that we know? Oh, no. I'd never seen this guy before. And the voice was okay. Body was okay. <laughs> Movie ends quite abruptly after that. Mm. Uh, there's a scene where Schwarzenegger is trying on a coat and and is gesturing angrily and the coat rips. And he turns uh, and he goes, I ripped the coat. I ripped the jacket. <laughs> uh, I cannot recommend you watch either of these movies. I did so you don't have to. Um, but uh
0: wow did you ever see pumping iron no <laughs> yeah that's the the documentary with schwarzenegger okay. Fred no and uh them at a uh a mr was it uh, all world mr world whatever yeah something fuck, like that uh bodybuilding competition and it's an actual documentary so there's like footage of uh of schwarzenegger uh you know discussing his process and all this but a lot of it is about him, like, uh, like, uh, getting in inside Lou Ferrigno's head and making him fuck up. There's oh, the competition wow. and stuff. Like, he's, you see him, he's like relishing like this. <laughs> you know, the, I'm going, I'm going, he's, he's coming to me for advice, but, uh, I'm going to tell him, well, this is, a, you know, and just, and he's, <laughs> he's, and there's a point too. This is a PG rated movie too. And he's like, he's like, I think uh, bodybuilding is a lot like coming. <laughs> 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 he's like, When you go out and you lift weights, it's like coming, you know, and all that. And it's like Jesus. But the that movie's not great, but it's kind of fun as a, you know, and again as a relic to (laughs) watch. uh,
2: I would, I would get the. I guess the main character from Bigger is somewhere in that documentary, then, Mm -hmm. because he was basically Schwarzenegger's trainer for a couple of years Mm -hmm. for these muscle. And it's funny that you say that because this movie does hint that Schwarzenegger was really playful in his Mm -hmm. very first competition in this movie. Uh, the rival publication has his own—I don't know—Italy, Italian strongman or whatever—and they're both out there flexing side by side. And Schwarzenegger keeps stepping in front of him, <laughs> <and> <laughs> grinning at him. And then they leave the stage, and Schwarzenegger waits until the other guy's off stage, and he walks right back on stage and starts flexing some more. Is- and the other guy like shuffles back out. Yeah,
0: it's the it's um, thing. Like when you watch it, you realize like Schwarzenegger realizes there's no one I- there that's going to beat him. He's already won it, I think, twice or something oh, by yeah. this point and uh and and it's kind of like you know the great white hype where they they you know like uh damon wayans is just kind of like just eating a bunch of junk food and not even training because peter and, and they've been they've been hyping this peter bird guy up like super super high and like oh my god he's gonna destroy him and then like of course when they go out in the ring yeah you know it's like you trying to embarrass me on national tv and he just knocks him out yeah. like one punch or something um but uh yeah i i it it might be a fun movie for me to watch it's that bigger (laughs) even though it's not supposed to be good it's not very good um i haven't uh I've seen a couple of movies uh, since since uh, since last week when we recorded last week. Yes, definitely <laughs> last week. <laughs> yes. Uh but um I I saw 2010. Uh oh, what do you think which uh, I had not seen since I saw in the theaters and everything. That movie's fantastic. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's it, it's uh it, I think it's for people who don't really enjoy 2001
1: i agree it's definitely more tangible and actiony right
0: yeah and it's got people that you've seen before john lithgow and bob balaban <laughs> they don't and all Roy do <laughs> yeah um but uh but i really enjoyed it i was kind of surprised how much i enjoyed it mm-hmm. though uh because um i th- there's something about it the way they set everything up it's a very it's 1984 so it's oh, yeah. very very 1984 and a lot of things um especially with the the russia versus usa uh, dynamic that's going on in this uh and they set up the political uh thing at the before they even go into space that there's you know some some maybe some bay of pigs type stuff about to happen uh and but the problem is yeah the problem is, is that so the very beginning of this is one, like a Russian ambassador guy comes to talk to Roy Scheider who's on one of these big contact satellite things, and uh, and he's saying like, well, we've got a we've got a ship that's going out towards where Discovery last was, uh, we're gonna beat you guys there. Why don't you just get on the ship and you can, we can, and and trade information and, and everything. And, and it's, it benefits everybody to trade information here. And of course, there's the tensions are such between the Russians and the U.S. that it's kind of a, it's kind of an uh, out there radical idea. But eventually it is, you know, Roy Scheider is sent along with Bob Balaban and John Lithgow, uh, to, to, uh, on this Russian ship that's coming out, going out there. Helen Mirren plays. Uh, one of the russian yeah, yeah she's 39 in this movie wow um, um but uh but uh you you sort of the movie i don't think it has a, an outright you know uh, statement of this but uh, it just kind of goes to show like when people are hanging out and they all have a similar goal and everything that the that political boundaries don't matter anymore
1: yeah they get along right they
0: get along but there is the stuff that's happening on the ground tries to form a wedge don't they have to separate they do there's a point where they the, the um uh they get the americans uh so the, dis- the discovery is, is american property yeah. uh there's a point where something happens down on earth where soviets uh, uh shot a ship in the in the water And, uh, and uh, 800 people died and like everybody withdrawing and all this, you know, this, they're, they're preparing for war essentially. Uh, and this news gets up to them in the station and they're, and it's fun. Like the Russians are sitting on one side, the Americans are on the (laughs) other and they're, the Russians are getting their information from the guy we see at the very beginning of the movie. And the Americans are getting their information from the, one of the guys we see at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and they say, yes, you're going to have to get on discovery, and uh, Discovery just happens to have just enough fuel to get back on a low-power 28-day yeah. something. And uh, um, it's interesting. They, they do go full-on ex- explanation as to what happened to HAL yep. in 2010. Uh, I always – and I think I can still have this interpretation, but I always thought that in 2001, as, closer, as they got closer to the monolith, something was changing inside of HAL – because of that, mm. and I think that still stands. But in 2010, they're very explicit about how was given in, given instructions not to tell Bowman and the other guy about the mission. He they were right. they, they they didn't know anything about a monolith, and how in the efforts to keep that secret would do anything even the, and it became paranoid essentially, uh, and uh, so all the things that we saw in 2001 is due to the fact that. He couldn't tell them about what the mission was hmm. and uh and so that's why you, the murders happened in 2001 is because to him it makes co- total sense yep um and uh and so that that's that's an interesting thing ba- balaban plays uh plays a guy who uh knows how completely and is able to uh reprogram him not to remember any of the stuff that happened in the Ooh. first movie how becomes a very tragic film character yeah in this movie and he, he is in the first one but i think even more so in this one and then yes bowman shows up as as a what an incorporeal mm-hmm. uh figure who uh who like while he's in the middle of talking to roy scheider at one point goes from young to middle aged to old oh. all in the all in the same That's scene mm. and uh tell and i remember this from the trailer i think it's in the trailer where where, uh, Scheider's like, what's gonna happen? And, and, uh, Bowman's like, something wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and that something wonderful is, uh, is an interesting, very sci fi, awesome sci fi thing that happens. Sure. At the end that I really loved how this movie ended. Yeah. Uh, and he's right. He is right about it being something wonderful, even though it sounds almost sinister the yeah. way he says it. Uh, so yeah, 2010 probably got short shrift when it came out it's not 2001 it's hard to compare these two movies uh and 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 not think that it's like you know you you know uh, a horrible like mismatch as far as quality but watch 2010 sort of on its own it's a much better movie
1: yeah
2: Hmm. Hmm. yeah i'm gonna have to do that yeah Mm -hmm. you want to go one more round sure i don't have anything else
1: you did two of yours yeah i can
2: do one more I
1: didn't. Uh, I would have saved one. I didn't realize we were doing. I've two got movies. one more too. I've got a, It's it's a fairly quick one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So remember when we did the road trip through Mississippi, and there was a bunch of racially tinged movies. Yeah. Right. And one of them was Mississippi Burning. Yeah. Okay. And Mississippi Burning uh, came on as I was in the other room doing work and all that stuff, and I heard it, and I was like, Yo, "What is that?" And I heard Gene Hackman's.
0: Voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so I went out. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll watch a few minutes of this while I eat lunch and all that. And uh, got extremely absorbed because it was right at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Gene Hackman and Willem Dafoe are two FBI agents that are investigating the disappearance of some uh, college protesters, basically, mm-hmm. who are protesting the uh, uh, the Klan and stuff like that. Uh, demonstrators, basically. Uh, and Gene Hackman is from Mississippi he kind of is the affable Gene Hackman type of character, mm-hmm. right? And uh, uh, Willem Dafoe is the more by-the-book guy. This is an early role for Willem Dafoe, I think. Mm-hmm. And the dynamic is pretty good in the first place and all that stuff. Gene Hackman's able to talk to these guys because he's from the same neck of the woods. But as they get progressive—well, actually, it's not even— it's the first thing that the sheriff said. He They come in, they're like, hey, we're from the FBI— And the sheriff says, "Are you here to help us with our N-word problem?" Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And like from that point on, it goes off the deep end. Now, this is set in the '60s. This is uh, it shows footage from you know movie footage from Mm -hmm. Klan rallies. They are out and proud. They are they are the master race, and they're going to let the uh, the the black people know about it Mm -hmm. every day of their lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, They want to, to erase them from existence. And it's not even secret. Arlie Ermey is the mayor, and he's, he's saying it. National news broadcasts are coming down to cover this whole thing, and they're saying this in front of the national news. And it is absolutely an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that they end up breaking the, the, the stronghold of the Klan in that community eventually and, and you know, getting people to justice and things like that is incredible. Uh, it is way too um, timely to watch in this day mm-hmm. and age. And I just, just watched amazing. this
2: four days ago, three days ago, probably the same it? time you were watching it. Really, Frances McDormand is in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah young, super young, and she's the wife of the sheriff or the yeah the, the, the wife, deputy, the deputy. Who's Brad Dorff. Mm-hmm. Who's Brad Dorff. Um And Gene Hackman is kind of creeping on her like
1: oh he's way creeping on her
2: and there are times where i'm like he's doing this to get detective information and then there's times where i'm like he doesn't care about the case he's just horny right now yep. and it kind of goes back and forth I, I i had never seen this i'm floored that this is what you brought i also endorse this i'd give it a strong recommend i watched it at the same time you did it and loved it were
1: you surprised like how how much like like it obviously hit Emotionally was, at home.
2: Yes, but well, yes, it's very timely. What what stuck out to me the most is that if you were making this movie today, or if you were casting this movie with the rest of these two men's careers in your mind, Willem <laughs> Dafoe would play the loose cannon, yeah, and exactly. Gene Hackman would play the straight That's arrow. Exactly. And same they're idea. cast opposite in this movie, yeah. and it was fascinating for me to watch just because I'm not used to subdued Willem Dafoe, yeah. except for Last Temptation of Christ.
1: Yeah. yeah, Gene Hackman is is affable as hell in this movie. Like he's he's charming. You know, it's amazing that like he he thinks because he's so, you know, able to 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 talk to people on their level and everything that, you know, he could go into the African-American community and do the same thing. And sometimes he can. But the more righteously paranoid that they get of any white person approaching them. The less he's able to to connect with them. Well,
2: and it's also a dry county. Yeah. So there's that one
1: scene where he goes into the quote unquote bar yeah.
2: that is for the cops of that town, the white cops of that town, but they're trying to pretend it's not a bar. That <laughs> scene's almost. I thought he was going to get wrecked in that scene. Well,
1: Michael Rooker is about to to fuck him up. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot of people in this movie. It is a great movie. I
0: saw it a long time ago. Uh, it's been it's 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 been over 25 years probably since I've seen it uh i know it was uh it was a best picture nominee i believe in 1988 mm. uh alan parker mm-hmm. who's another guy that we could run down a list because <laughs> he's got that weird kind of filmography you're like really he did that and that and that <laughs> doesn't make any sense but uh but i remember he did it but uh it was uh, anybody did hackman get a nomination for this did any actors i think
1: so i think he did uh
0: i i, I remember that being a big movie in 88 but rain man was essentially going to take everything anyway so
1: 7 Academy Awards nominations best picture and one for best cinematography uh 1989 he was nominated for best actor in a leading role
0: yeah uh and that is of course the uh the IMDb bullshit 1989 yeah yeah, sure they sure the ceremony was in 1989 um mine mine also has the name has the word mississippi the state mississippi and i thought for sure you were but because you went on that whole thing where well you know there's all this racism and stuff but i saw one that's exactly what chris was going to bring up here (laughs) in five minutes uh no uh mississippi grind is what it's called oh Oh, how'd you like this um i liked it okay yeah I, i i would recommend it It mainly just based on performances more than anything and you, this is up here, you've seen uh, this
1: yeah yeah saw it uh back when around when it came out
0: oh yeah, yeah. uh but uh, the, uh ryan reynolds is not like doing that wacky ryan reynolds van wilder thing mm-hmm. that he's really known for he's really you know do it doing a performance in this and ben mendelson who before we knew him as the bad guy and everything
1: <laughs> yeah he's actually playing like just a well, regular he, guy well he
0: he uh he would play these roles a lot too he was he was like this in bloodline if you ever saw that on Mm. netflix uh he was like that and uh what was the other one that i oh uh, i believe it's animal kingdom where he uh oh in the movie the movie animal Kingdom oh really i never saw him uh where he plays more of a fuck up more of you know that type of thing but uh yeah mississippi grind it's uh it's it's not like a poker movie it's a gambling movie Mm. it's a road trip gambling movie so it's these uh the Ben Mendelssohn meets Ryan Reynolds at a poker game in Iowa and uh and Mendelssohn uh decides that he needs to have Ryan Reynolds next to him as he goes down the Mississippi River to uh go to certain gambling establishments because he thinks he's good luck. Hmm. and mendelson is this he's a loser he just can't win anything like everything that he touches like it's, it's like even when he's like he's it looks like he's got it he's got it in the bag he finds a way to lose and he's uh, doing
1: everything right like craps and yeah, blackjack he, and all that yeah, stuff too. he's
0: doing all sorts of stuff but uh one of the one of the uh big turning points is he's playing uh he's playing a poker game in Memphis and he's got the best hand and all the money gets in and then the the, the player he's playing up against gets the one card they need mm. to to take all of his money and uh and uh it's a it's i it's not a great movie by any means it's just it's just interesting to watch i like these actors it's in sienna miller's in it, isn't it mach- who's the other girl isn't there one the other girl, girl? is uh, Annalie tipton oh, okay but the they uh sienna miller is uh ryan reynolds love interest Mm. in it natalie tipton is a kind of sort of ben mendelsohn love interest even though there's nothing that really happens out of that but uh there there's a there's a point in this there's a turning point in this movie that and then and then what happens after that which i really really got into the turning point of this is mendelsohn wants to bet on this one horse because they've been doing this like rainbow theme and so they're looking for horses that have anything related to rainbows <laughs> and uh and mendelson really wants to bet on this one horse in this one point and reynolds is like no no we need to do the one called mississippi grind and uh and he's like no no man it's this one it's the whatever thunderclap whatever the fuck the horse is <laughs> called and uh And so Reynolds, he's told, he's told, he tells Reynolds, bet it all on this horse or whatever. He's like, Hey, all right. So they watch this race and this horse that he's picked is first all the way until like the last 10 links Mississippi grind comes up Uh and, and wins it easily. And, uh, and uh, Reynolds is like, "All right, man. You know, I I tried. I tried to get you to to bet on the right horse here. You're just a lost cause, man. <laughs> just a lost cause." And and he leaves Mendelssohn there. Mendelssohn and he's like, "I I made sure I didn't bet everything." So yeah. He gives him a hundred. And and he keeps a hundred for himself. And Mendelssohn's like, oh man, hundred dollars, we could we could bet it on this <laughs> on this on this horse and like win all this. And he's like, no nah, man, I'm I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm just done. And then you find out Reynolds did bet on Mississippi Drive yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: because I didn't remember that part of it, but I remember they won. Yeah, or he won.
0: Yeah. And uh, but from that point forward, uh, it it goes through this whole like there's a lot of things where you're like you're sure you know where this movie's gonna go. And it keeps giving you pleasant surprises mm. afterwards. Mm. And it and it sort of rewards your watching it yeah. as you uh, – and everything. So I recommended it. I Like I said, it's not a great movie. I, I can't call it a wreck of warn It doesn't fit into that. Mm. And it's not a straight Warn either. So uh, it, it could be one of those ambivalent type movies. Ambivalent-warn. <laughs> but um, – but I, but I, I wouldn't want to put a warn in there. Maybe an amb- ambivamend, a biv-a no, it's,
1: it's it's a nice. Like you said, the performances are really, really good. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is is stretching a little bit inside of his like Deadpool mm-hmm. Van Wilder stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh. Okay. That's gonna do it for this week. Uh. Keep going to Sincast, presented by Cinema on Facebook, Cinema Twitter, SoundCloud. Uh. We have uh, a Discord. Uh. May have to invite you on Discord through our, our Facebook. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of ways to uh, talk about this very episode.
1: Okay, so this week of this podcast, you can get the Ables. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, that go means up it's going to come to my
2: house. I got a hard copy and a soft copy coming. Oh, nice! I, yeah. like, to have, I like to get the experience of receiving it in the mail. Oh, like, hell yeah! Mm-hmm. I probably yeah. can just go down to the publisher and get a copy. But that's are they going to
1: have hardcover in bookstores? Yeah, nice. I mean,
2: that, when we get done recording, I'll tell you it's <laughs> awesome anyway so, go get the ables. so
0: so june 11th june, june
2: 11th ables do it yeah
0: june 11th uh you know uh when was it published the first time uh officially may 2015 okay so it, you there's a lot of like new people out there who weren't with us around that time when jeremy published the ables and now here's a second chance it's uh a, a riding a big wave again uh, getting a republished. so yeah uh go out and read it Uh I've just recently read it again for my second time, so uh I I highly enjoy it and highly recommend it. So uh so Mm -hmm. you should you should also when this when this book comes out.
1: Thanks. That's right. And pre-order strings too, the sequel. Yeah, 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 baby.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Sherry. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Reddit, and be sure to visit CinemaSins.com.
2: I'm in a weird place, I gotta pee. Let me ask you this, is there any visible semen in this movie?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You, you, You have to think about it. You don't know immediately, no, <laughs> dude. I, I, I'm not saying anything. But, <laughs> Christ, <laughs> you're describing my sex life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> by comparison, it seems like you got a blowjob. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. That's
2: correct. My news that I've decided to <laughs> toe for grace my own edit of the movie Passengers.
0: Oh, nice really footage
2: footage has been loaded there's deleted scenes and everything um i'm gonna have some fun wow. and then i'll and then i'll have like a very private showing for a handful of friends
1: including you. wow you okay Ewance. i'm just i'm trying to wrap my brain around it how long is the movie the not, not movie? very long like probably an hour 40 hour yeah 40, about five? that and deleted scenes—you've got a few of those.
2: Few of those. I don't even need them. Have I, you seen I them? think I could take the film and just re-edit it, and just resequence it, and make it a lot. I'm better. trying is to it like. Wrap basically, my head is it?
0: it basically so that you find out that he's done this earlier? I mean, done this later in the movie. Um, he's- I don't want to give too much away, but yes,
2: yes, we push that reveal to later in the mm-hmm. film and make some of the footage from the beginning shocking flashback reveal footage
3: oh that
2: flashes in between her realizations i think it could work
1: i'm gonna tinker i'm gonna commit time to this this is the kind of person i am <clears throat> i i think it's a brilliant idea and i think I'm, I'm just trying to like mentally figure out using the existing puzzle mm. pieces how you shuffle them around because i agree there's a way to do it especially if there's a deleted scene that's well and i think i'm gonna change the ending what you should do is slow down the footage on Andy Garcia and make it, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. just walking really slowly.
0: <laughs> or, just, or, just, or just cut other, like, get Steel Big, Steel Little in there somewhere, and, and he's, like, saying something, and you just add extra dialogue.
2: <laughs> Did I ever send you guys that video of the T-baller, little five-year-old kid whose dad had told him to run as fast as he can, and he's a big fan of Flash, So he went into the flash time zone. And so when he's running around the bases, he's literally going super slow like and freezing. (laughs) 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 And he does it all the way from second all the way home. It's one of the funniest things ever. I'm going to have to find out. (laughs) Yeah, I need to see that. I had an idea for not an ongoing series that would be helpful like that, but Mm -hmm. just for a one-off video Mm -hmm. of rejected sin channels. Mm-hmm. So it could be like sinning TED talks, and then you get like twenty seconds of an actual sin video of a TED talk. Yeah, or sinning sermons, or eulogies, or all sorts of <laughs> acceptance speeches bridal at toast. the Oscars. <laughs> uh, bridal toasts. Yeah, just
0: imagine that a eulogy, the guys like is like he was a kind and gentle man. He, he was, was not. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that would be really funny to sit a bunch of inappropriate. Oh Isn't Jeremy among us the biggest Seinfeld guy? Don't give me
2: that side eye, bitch. Let's go trivia me up. I would
1: like to have a trivia competition between you and me about Seinfeld knowledge. All right, then we'll let Chris be the, the
2: Ross in the situation and make up the questions mm-hmm. and the lightning round. One mm-hmm.
1: of the uh, when we were training for the we were training for the World Series of Pop Culture. Uh, there was a question on one of the trivia things that we were using that was about Seinfeld that stumped me at the time, and I've never forgotten it. So you remember, the it's it's one of the cold opens, actually, where uh, Jerry is explaining to Elaine that he's got this shirt that's always, when he comes out of the, the laundry, Golden it's boy. the first God damn it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I think we're,
2: you blow me away on Friends I, and Frasier. And maybe I would throw Seinfeld up in the air. But yeah. if, uh, even for you, I don't know. I'm, I bet you know a lot more Seinfeld than you think you do.
0: I, I do know a lot. I mean, I've seen Seinfeld. I've seen probably... Okay, so there's episodes of Seinfeld. There's so seasons of Seinfeld that I didn't watch when it came on. Mm-hmm. Because uh, at the time, I was working at a movie theater and on Thursdays, and it wasn't as easy as DVR shit. Right. It was recorded yeah. <laughs> yeah. record with a VCR, and like I, had, I would you know, forget and didn't have time all those all those things so all the, those years with like the David Putty and all that I've yeah. seen I've seen episodes but I don't know his arc mm-hmm. at all don't know what his point is so I've, I'm like everybody's like big into David Putty and I know Patrick Warburton's great oh yeah but I I, I just never have gotten that whole thing and so like latter seasons I'm not very well versed on at all even though I may have even seen the episode yeah I've seen enough science you've probably just run across yeah, it. yeah but point. like the first four or five seasons i'm real fucking good at seinfeld because yeah. those are the ones that i used to see the ones the ones i used to watch over and over especially the one where they're they're actually trying to pitch the tv show and bob balaban yeah. is playing warren littlefield essentially mm-hmm. um i'm really good Ooh. on those but like everything past like season four i'm yeah i'm a little iffy on
1: i'm maybe the i, I think i'm stronger on the latter seasons mm-hmm because I, I really got into the the whole David Putty thing because it started looking slicker. I don't know what what they were using to yeah, to no shoot talent. it, but uh, it's like the when they because they would always break up and get back together like within the same day. Like she'd be like, oh, we're breaking up until we get home from uh, the the subway ride. But then there was the one where they were on the long flight. I guess they were coming back from like Europe or something like that. Yeah, and uh, she was she's in the middle seat. Putty's on the aisle, and then there's a dude like a like a uh, eastern european dude like in the the window seat vegetable
3: lasagna
2: she, she keeps calling him vegetable lasagna
1: <laughs> there's uh i don't know if it's on that flight but like she's in the middle and she has to like go around him to to uh to get to the aisle and she comes back from the bathroom and the guy's asleep with headphones on and oh she's like, that's a different hey! one <laughs> that's a different one
2: that's the one when She's with Jerry, but there's only one first oh, class it's coach. seat. Yeah, that's so right. Jerry yeah. goes up to the first class. <laughs> she, she tries sneaking up in the first class. Yeah, I don't even know this episode. Oh, <laughs> it's, oh it's
1: fucking great. <laughs> oh, Barry, on um, Barry, the the guy who plays, uh, Kramer in the pilot in the, in the pilot that they make for the show, plays uh, a character in Barry very briefly.
0: Yeah, you you've seen that season the the where they bring the uh, the bring the the top Chechen killer uh, over to uh. Uh, and he's in the garage with Stephen Root, and the guy up- who stole the raisins is in that episode? Yeah, yeah, that's him. He's also he also plays Carl and Billy Madison. He's the the nice like assistant guy in Billy Madison. He's also
2: the neighbor on Friends. Yeah, he's who's the guy's always 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 mad always about them making too much noise, hitting the broom, though <laughs> hitting the broom yeah. or whatever.
0: He's
1: he's you know he looked old when he was doing Fake Kramer, but he looks really old now. And there's a gag in there where Stephen Root's like, "Hey, how old are you? Maybe I can hook you up with a girl." And he's like forty <laughs> 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 five. You mentioned this at some point. Like, I think people are going to go back to this show and start to rediscover it, like a Sopranos level effect. I just saw effect.
2: a headline that said "Killing Eve's second season was a stumble. Barrys was transcendent, or something like yeah. went to another level, or something like that. Yeah. Basically, it's already kind of getting that critical darling cult classic buzz that i kind of thought it would
1: it could get to breaking bad levels it could you know by season three yeah which is going to come out anytime ain't nobody now. was watching breaking bad for the first three seasons yeah exactly and we're going to be first to market there you go so to uh market, i don't market. think that'll matter all that much no because, but i mean it's a it's well-done podcast, but, though.
0: but the the series definitely had a huge boost from game of thrones leading into it yeah her. And uh especially that uh that Ronnie Lilly one that came yeah. out. That episode was right after that I think it was right after the um the the Battle at Winterfell episode. Oh yeah the
1: long night isn't The it long was? night, yeah.
0: yeah. It was it was right after that one. So a lot of people really picked up on it on that episode. It's a and perfect that episode one. is beautiful. Yeah. I like to drive I don't like anything uh, aside from that, though. <laughs> like the, <I> don't, <laughs> the driving part I, is The far. driving is great. The traffic <laughs> and the assholes are the part that I don't like at all. And, that's unfortunately, that's 50% of it. Oh, man. But, uh, no, I thought about it because um, I thought about renting, like, a, a trailer oh. and, and driving it and then having the cats. Oh. And I wouldn't have to have anybody k- take control. But I was sitting there thinking, man, even if I find a nice park to put that thing in what am i gonna i mean i'm sure there are ways to just keep everything cool while they're in there and hanging out and everything i just the time that i had to prepare for it i'm not going to do the fucking uh fire festival shit with this you know, <laughs> for this for not this,
1: in the middle of summer the, in the american west exactly for this trailer
0: thing i if i want to plan that i gotta plan that like <laughs> after i'm done with this trip like as soon as i'm done and figure out everything i need to know about trailer life yeah. and all that
3: all <laughs> the just